Welcome to Beyond My Comic Shop. I am your host, Anthony Desiato. Beyond My Comic Shop is a subseries of My Comic Shop History, featuring stories in and around the comic book world. This subseries was previously known as Flat Squirrel Tales, but following a crisis on infinite podcasts, all of my shows now live under the My Comic Shop History podcast feed. This installment originally aired as two episodes of Flat Squirrel Tales last season. I have recut them into one double-sized episode. It's a movie club discussion of the 2017 Power Rangers film and the original 1995 Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. This is pretty far beyond my comic shop, but if you're in the same age bracket as myself and my guests, there's a good chance that Power Rangers holds a special place in your heart, too. Speaking of my guests, I am joined for both discussions by Chris Wilcock, owner of Undiscovered Realm in White Plains, New York, and Chris DeLando, the content coordinator for ReadPop, which is the company that puts on both New York Comic Con and C2E2. My Comic Shop History, Beyond My Comic Shop, and My Comic Shop Book Club will all return with new episodes later in 2018. For now, enjoy this presentation of Power Rangers Movie Club. Go, go, Flat Squirrel. All right, so we're going to talk about Power Rangers. I feel like, you know, we couldn't do a proper analysis of the movie without first placing the movie in its proper context within the larger Power Rangers franchise. So this is a franchise that has been around for for decades now, Uh, originally, you know, a Japanese series, which continues to this day. Uh, And that was the basis for the the American version, which also continues and utilizes footage from the Japanese show. And I think this is, will probably be true, not just for you guys, but for other people listening, who, especially those who are within our, our age bracket here. So Power Rangers was definitely a big part of my childhood. I was a hardcore fan, I would say, from kindergarten or first grade through, uh, through fourth grade. Um, so I was, I was there for the Mighty Morphin years, and I was there for probably about half of Zeo. Uh, so it was during Zio. I think that was I was in fourth grade, and that's when I sort of fell out of it. But for the years where I was a fan, I mean, I loved it. It was just such a big part of my routine. I remember, I remember taping episodes on the VCR. I remember racing home from school uh, to to be able to watch. And you know, in preparation for this episode, I was trying to think about you know what was it that appealed to me so much about the show. And I think the themes of teamwork and friendship and good triumphing over evil. That all resonated with me. The costumes, the powers, the zords, that too. Was a big fan of the toys. I mean, obviously, that's ultimately what yeah. they were there for, to sell yeah. toys. And it, it definitely worked on me. But, uh, you, know, I, you know, I was a huge fan. Again, had all the toys. I even saw the Broadway show that they did. Or not Broadway uh, show, the Radio City, the radio City Music Hall show. So I, w- I was into it. And I might have mentioned this, Chris, when we did our Christmas special. I can't remember. But, you know, Power Rangers in some way, might account for why we're here right now. So I wasn't really allowed to watch Power Rangers unless I wrote about it after. I guess my mother was concerned that I would just be watching too much TV. So the deal we struck was I could watch if I wrote about it after. So yeah, um, and I still still have a lot of them. They were mostly- Parenting technique. Yeah, it worked. I mean, so it was mostly recaps that I wrote. Uh, but I think some original stories as well. So it it was it was the earliest writing that I did, and I think that was the beginning of the, the creativity That's that, pretty cool. that led to this. So I, I feel very strongly about Power Rangers, and uh, I guess we'll toss it to Delando first. What was it like for you growing up with with the Rangers? I mean, you 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 put it well. Um, I was I was really into Power Rangers from about God when I started watching it. I was probably four, maybe five. It was nineteen, yeah, nineteen ninety three. So I was probably five, and then until 
I watched until much later than I would have admitted at the time to anyone who asked. I watched all through Zio, still really into it, and then I watched Turbo, and then I watched Space, uh, and I think I fell out probably after Space because that's when they started rotating casts every season. But when it was big, I it was all encompassing. I don't remember anything from my childhood being as big as power rangers was at its peak maybe pokemon later on but you couldn't go anywhere and not see power rangers power rangers power rangers i mean i know we'll get to we'll probably get to this when we talk about the reveal of the white ranger on on primetime television it was you know the cover of tv guide you know everyone poured over everything you know it was just it was huge and I think a lot of the reasons that it resonated with me are a lot of the reasons it resonated with you. Teamwork, very, very cool toys. It was a lot of the same reasons I liked comic books. It was good triumphing over evil. It was colorful costumes. It was action. It was big fighting. It was robots. It was cool weapons. It was sparks coming out of literally everything. <laughs> I think it was also kind of when I started to appreciate the the soap opera aspect of it which would then carry over into x-men comics and comic books in general you know there was the teen drama aspect which is we'll get in when we get into the new movie it's a lot of the reason why i like the new movie but yeah it was just it was it was everywhere and it was everything and and anything i could get my hands on that was power rangers i just devoured and what did power rangers mean to you chris um you guys really touched on a lot of stuff i don't remember like one thing like really drawing me in like the good versus evil and it might have just been like I, it was a cool show and I love the toys and I'm a little older than both of you so I was at uh, the tail end of like we might have talked about this on another show but like the tail end of like what was considered like I guess appropriate for watching it or whatever like like some of the other kids that were like a year older than me are like what are you doing so I was probably like nine years old maybe ten uh, I was 93 right yeah, yeah so I was like nine um, but I, I didn't care I remember I called every day when I would come home from school for four months, every toy store in Westchester County trying to find a Dragon Dagger. And then they had it uh, at KB Toys. And I called my mom. I'm like, you got to go run over there right now. And like, she decided to go clothes shopping at Cross County before she went. And then she's like, oh, it's sold out. And I was like, what? <laughs> I lost my mind. And I just, I, I remember just really loving the toys. So I think that's what like really drove me, drove me to it. Um, but you're right. Like it was huge at the time. Like the Radio City show, the everything. I, I grew up, through Ninja Turtles. So I think that was a little bigger in the world, you know, like, but you guys probably just missed that. So, but it was definitely top three, you know, taking over the world type things. And I, and it's funny when you mentioned the primetime thing, I forgot all about like just how huge that was. Just all my, like just dying for three months waiting, you know, for like the next season to start. And so, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. You know, it's fine. Again, we all, we all talked about the toys. Clearly that made an impact on us. I remember there was a sweepstakes at some point where you could win, you know, a full set of the toys. And I remember I was like convinced that I was going to win that. Like, I think my parents even said like, oh, we'll go to the store. Like you could get one of the new toys or whatever. And I was like, no, like <laughs> I submitted for the sweepstakes. I might win that. <laughs> That's I, I did thinking. Like, no, I don't need to buy them. It's cool. Mm-hmm. What I, kid I'm does get that? Them. Yeah. 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 Oh man, I was so optimistic. I don't know where that came from. On my uh, on my seventh birthday, my mother took me to Toys R Us on Central Avenue in Yonkers, mm-hmm. and she said, "You can pick out one toy that y- you know." And I wanted the Dragon Dagger, and I was like, "This is it! I, this is what we came here for." I wanted it before I even walked in the door, and she was like, 
no, you can't have that. You're going to stab your sisters. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? Like, it's made of plastic. Just, I want Dragon Dagger. Uh, and she was like, no, she just wouldn't let me, wouldn't let me have it. So right next to it was the Dragon Zord. Um, and so I got that. But joke's on her, because at nearly age 30, I finally got one. A metal so, one. Yeah, a metal one. So <laughs> I could actually stab someone with that. So joke's on you, Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> Good man. So, you know, again, I was, I was thinking about the, the show in, in advance of this, and you know, one thing that had struck me was I can't remember when I found out that all of the action footage was from, was from the Japanese show. And I feel like I did not know or realize oh, that no, as a kid. No. Did you guys? I was going to say that before yeah, when you were thing. talking about it. I had no clue. You know, it was like you're just oblivious. You know, it's, as a kid, you don't pay attention to these things. Yeah, I mean, so for anyone who doesn't know, I mean, essentially, you know, obviously when the kids are out of costume, they're at the juice bar practicing karate, that's the American footage. And then once they morph and they're in costume, all the costume stuff, all the Zords, that's all footage from the Japanese series. And um, yeah, it's it's a funny thing. And so uh, recently, every now and then I get sucked into a hole on Netflix and I watch old episodes. Yeah. And there was there was one in particular where the the team, I think, I think it was Kat, she had to babysit. Uh, for for a friend and it was a Japanese baby and as I'm sitting there watching and I'm like oh like that's that was progressive like in the 90s you know but you know different races represented that's great and then there was a reason for that because later in the episode the baby gets kidnapped and the rangers in costume have to rescue the baby uh. so there comes the Japanese footage <laughs> with the Japanese baby it was so it's funny. a good thing they thought about it they didn't just have like a little white kid and then all of a sudden he turns Japanese yeah no they because you probably wouldn't have noticed that either as a kid yeah, no. <laughs> but looking back on it, I, I, I'm the same way. I didn't, I didn't realize at the time that it was all Japanese footage. And looking back now, I don't understand how I didn't notice it. You oh know? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, just looking so at it with much. adult Because I probably went through like 15 years between stopping watching it and then watching old episodes again. They came out with the box set, and I bought you know the one with all the more Mighty Morphin seasons. And I was like, what the hell? Like this is so obvious and so cheesy, but it was great. It's yeah. part of the charm, though. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's the thing. So, you know, I, like I said, I've been watching some old episodes every now and then. And the other thing that strikes me about it, they were terrible. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, I didn't see that at all. Like, no. I didn't even pick up on it whatsoever. I mean, you don't know what campy is as a kid. Like, you know, like I lo- Adam West Batman, you know, like that was my favorite thing in the world. So I guess, you know, like that's just, I was into it. You but, just buy into it. Yeah, but yeah, looking. But that's what I'm saying. I watched the show. I'm like, how the hell did I watch this? Like, it's it's great, but only because of nostalgia. Like, yes. Yeah, I mean, People, I can still appreciate it yeah. in that way. But, but I mean, your the, parents must have been like, what the? F- what are these kids watching? This is awful. I know. I mean, for the most part, I watched it by myself. But I remember every now and then, you know, my, my parents would be in the room or maybe they'd sit down and watch it. And I remember being like, this is great. And they must have had that same thought. Like, what is this kid watching? Because again, the, you know, the production value w- w- was terrible. And again, you had that switch between the American and Japanese footage. The plots were, were very simple and very repetitive. Mm-hmm. They all followed, you know, the same, you know, the same formula. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's funny to watch them now, but the nostalgia factor is strong for sure. Oh, yeah. You need it. I still, I still enjoy it, though. Like, many of the things from my childhood, I'd go back and try to, like, I read old comics or I watch old shows or things that I was into, and they just don't hold up. And even though Power Rangers is extremely campy and extremely silly, it for some reason, the nostalgia still works on me, and maybe that's just because of how into it I was at the time, but I still, I still garner enjoyment out of it. Nostalgia is a powerful drug. That's for sure. Yeah. So, all right. So, all uh, lifelong Power Ranger fans. And that brings us to the new movie. Now, before we get into the, the movie itself, I'm curious about what your 
viewing experience was the first time that you saw it? Where did you sure. see it? Because I saw it not at my regular theater, and I still enjoy it. Well, we'll get into enjoyment and all that, but uh, my, my viewing experience was not what I've grown accustomed to. So my go-to theater, and I know you guys are, are patrons as well, is Alamo Drafthouse. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. For people who don't know, there are a number of locations uh, across the country. There's the one that we go to in Yonkers on, on Central Avenue, but it's, it's a terrific theater. They have a very strict no talk, no text policy during the movie. They serve you food during the movie. They do specialty screenings, like the staff, they dress up, you know, when they're, when they're superhero movies and stuff like that. It's a really fun viewing experience. Unfortunately, they weren't showing Power Rangers. And I even went so far as to post on the Alamo Facebook page. I said, are you showing Power Rangers? And they were like, oh, we don't know. Check back next week. It was the week it was opening. Yeah. But in yeah. any event, it never happened there. So I ended up seeing it with my wife and with our mutual friend, Zach Walliner. The three of us went to see it at New Rock. And that was my first time there. <laughs> I did not like Ever? it. Yeah, first time really? there. Mm-hmm. I was not a fan. Yeah. It's a, it's a rowdy crowd, but the theater, since they renovated it, is really nice. Yes. Like, they have nice seats and it's yes. good sound. But I hate New Rochelle. Driving there is a nightmare. But yeah, you're going to get that crowd every time almost you go there. So Yeah, that was rough. So I still managed to enjoy the movie, but I, I enjoyed it a lot more last night when I bought it on iTunes and I sat here in the living room and I watched it in peace mm-hmm. and it was great. I was surprised they didn't have it at Alamo too. Power Rangers. I actually had a conversation with the manager, and they were like, "Yeah, something, something definitely happened there." Because he's like, yeah. "Yeah, don't get me started." <laughs> so where did you guys see the movie? I saw it at right up the street from where we're filming right now, oh, recording White Plains, right now in White City Plains, Center. only because I was at work and it, they didn't have a really late showtime, so I only had like five minutes between closing to get over there. But I saw it with. Uh, a few of my friends and um, my friend's little daughter, which was cool to see because she's only like five five years old or something like that. And she, she loves Power Rangers. She's been watching the old ones on Netflix and she loves it just like it just came out. So she was super into it. So it was cool to see like multiple generations. You know? I actually saw it at New Rochelle for the exact same reason that they <laughs> were not showing it at the Alamo Draft House. And I saw it opening night. So we might have even been in the same theater, although maybe we, not because I didn't have a super raucous crowd. Yeah, we waited a little bit. So, yeah, we were not there opening night. Why would you guys choose New Rock out of all the theaters? Well, because now my girlfriend um, hates going to the movies. She just oh, hates wow, it. It's awful. the wor- It's awful. It's fucking awful. Oh, I'm sorry. God. Can we curse? I feel bad. Yeah, that's all right. fine. All right. Yeah. You got no, a little E now. It's it's. <laughs> awful and and it's like pulling teeth to get her to go to the movies and and i'm i told her i said we're gonna go see power rangers like i need to see this movie here's what we'll do i will take they're not showing at the draft house that's normally my go-to we can drink some beers i will take you to new york city where we can sit in these nice recliners and you can enjoy this like we would enjoy it at our at our house you know and she said okay so that was really the deciding factor, although it was partially because they weren't showing it at the draft house, because I would have strong-armed into going there. So we ended up there. Zach, Zach advocated for it. That's his usual theater. And I had not been there, so I figured, oh, I'll give it a shot. And my wife had been there. They did some, like, Newsies special. They Like, they did a film version yeah. of the Broadway performance. So she went to that, and she was like, oh, like, the theater's nice. And the theater is nice. The recliners are great. Yeah, they know? have the best seats around. Yeah, but it was just, yeah, I'm not a fan of New Rochelle either. That parking garage, no. forget it. Anyway, so that was that was the viewing experience. But now, the movie itself. I guess going into the movie, what were you expecting? Not much, honestly. <laughs> I mean, Same. really, like they they really lowballed with the trailer, and it just it, it also it looked a lot like the Josh Trank Fantastic Four movie, which mm-hmm. was horrible and looked bad from the get go. And when I saw that first show, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be bad." The toys looked terrible. The toys still look terrible. Oh, they're so bad. I mean, the the costumes, I mean, we'll get into this. The costumes in the Zords look, they don't look great, but they look a lot better in the movie and in motion than they do in the toys. The toys look 
terrible. And especially if you go, I, Target was doing a two pack of like the Red Ranger from the movie and a classic Red yeah. Ranger figure. And seeing them next to each other was just hilarious because the Red Ranger looks like Meltman from you remember like Action League Now. I was going to say, the toys look like they took good toys and put them in the microwave for like 30 seconds. Yeah. Like the, they literally are awful. So it's funny you say melt, man. I mean, he was just a G.I. Joe figure that was like melted. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you're spot on. Yeah, so my expectations weren't really that high. And, and you know, I, I, as as promotion for the movie ramped up, I started to get a little more excited. I was like, hey, maybe this won't be so bad. But I was going to, you know, they had my, my $15 already. I was going to see it no matter what. Like you mentioned, nostalgia is a, is a powerful tool. Um, so I was going to go, and I was pleasantly surprised. I ended up really, really liking it. I was talking to Anthony before we went on about how I liked it when I left the theater, but now watching it again, I, I liked it even more, and I think it, it's going to age really well. Yeah, Chris did, Chris didn't do his homework. He didn't rewatch the movie like I, we did. I wanted to. I wanted to. <laughs> my my friend wanted to finish watching Stranger Things, so he kept me up till five in the morning, so I didn't get a chance to. I'll but do it. but um, I, I I liked it. I think everybody I know loved it, which I was really surprised by. I was expecting everyone to hate it, and I I really I had a good time, but I had some flaws with it. I don't know. It just it took itself a little too seriously for my taste at times. Sure, and it didn't capture the fun of the show. And I'm okay with it being more serious, you know, um, but uh, I don't know. And I, I just felt like it was kind of slow paced, which I like in movies. But then all when it when the payoff happened, it was just so fast. And I think it just had some weird pacing issues. And other than that, though, I really liked it. Those were my only really concerns. I, I liked the, what they did with the characters. Uh, I thought the, they killed it with the Blue Ranger. He was like the best part of the movie. And the throwbacks were cool. They could have done a little more with it, I felt like. But, but it, you know, it didn't take you out of the movie, which was cool. And people were cheering at the end and... You know, there was just little tweaks, I think, could have really made it something great. But it was 10 times better than it had any right to be, especially like you said, the trailer. I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be a disaster. And then I saw the toys. I'm like, this is, it's over. But I was going to see it either way. So, yeah. And Delanda, what was your hot take on the on the actual movie? Uh, he's right. I mean, there, it's certainly by no means a perfect film. Um, the pacing issues are are there. I actually really really did like that it was slow paced like i it, to because they spent all this time building the characters up so that by the time you get to that action it felt earned and it felt deserved and and they delivered on it but like you said there wasn't enough of it but you know i i want like watching last night they do the the silly slow-mo walk towards the camera when they first morph and they have that really like building tron-esque synth score and I'm, i was like getting amped up i was like i'm really excited about it um but yeah the, like all the actors were good they they cast it really well um like like what chris said sometimes it, it did take itself too seriously and then sometimes it didn't like elizabeth banks knew exactly what kind of movie she was in like mm -hmm. she was just hamming it up just chewing on scenery but then at other times it was like deathly serious um so it, it kind of didn't walk that line as well as it should have but still still have an enjoyable experience yeah no i mean I, I i agree with both of you guys i mean overall i i enjoyed it and definitely more than i thought i would you know like i said earlier rewatching the old episodes and and kind of recognizing the show for what it was what i appreciated about the movie was that yeah, I think ultimately it's a good concept, like the bones of a good concept are there. And so I like the fact that the movie, you know, tried to reinvent it and, you know, take that essential concept and, and make it something new. So I like that aspect of it. I do agree, Chris, as as a longtime fan, it, it would have been nice to have more nods to the original. I mean, we got a few seconds of the theme music. Yeah, and they, and they, they, it wasn't even, I don't know if you've like read anything about it, but like that wasn't even in there until like 
late. a minute before they had to submit the movie. Like they were fighting over it, and they were like, "Nah, we shouldn't do it. We shouldn't do it." Then they put it in, and they were like, "All right, it's good." But it's it, amazing. It could have had just a little more, you know. Yeah, I was cheering my head off when they actually like. I I, I actually I was with I was with my girlfriend. I was with my my friend Andrew, and he can attest to this when. The theme song kicked in. I started air karateing in the movie theater. I was like so excited. I started just chopping yeah, no, it. That, that's when that's when the theater collapsed. There was two times, and that was that was the first one. So yeah, everybody ate it up. So it definitely was a good choice. But like that's what I mean. Just a little more of that is all it needed. Yeah, and as far as the the pacing, you know, I don't disagree. I mean, they don't they don't they don't morph until ninety minutes into a two hour movie. I'm okay with that though. Like, yeah, like too. he said, it, it really did set up the character. Cause if they rushed through the characters, you might not have, that might've been a lot worse, but just give us a little more of the payoff, you know? Right. And this is where I guess I'm torn because, uh, I, I agree. I mean, it, you know, for me, all these superhero movies that, that we go to see, the parts that I'm usually least interested in are, you know, the big CGI battles and all that stuff. Those the character stuff is always what I'm more interested in. So, for me personally, as a viewer, I did like the slow burn, and I like that we got to spend time with the characters, and we got to see these different layers and interactions and all of that. I think, I guess, more from movie making or even more of a business perspective, for a Power Rangers movie, you probably need a little more Power Ranger action, especially, you know, depending on what demographic you're trying to get. And, and this is something I want to put forth to you guys, because I, I, I don't know that I could really pinpoint who the target audience for this movie is. I don't feel that there was enough there were enough nods to the original for it to truly be a movie made for us. Mm. But I also don't know if it would really appeal to a younger generation who has no idea who Power Rangers, you know, what Power Rangers is. That toy buying audience. Right. So, I mean, like for you guys, I mean, like, who do you think this movie was for? It it was definitely had to be for us. Cause like first and foremost, that's who's going to see it. You know what I mean? I agree. They didn't like play to it as much as they could have, but, uh, they knew that they had tickets sold. Like like we both said, no matter how shitty it was, we were buying a ticket, <laughs> and and they know that. Um, but I think like the reason you're seeing all these things come back, whether it's Ninja Turtles, Voltron, whatever, is we're in that age group where everyone's having kids, and all this stuff's on Netflix and whatever. And you're definitely going to be like, oh, you got to watch this. I love this when I was a kid, and I see it. You know, I was at a show this weekend, and this little five year old girl was dressed up like Chitara from Thundercats. That came out before I was born. Like, so she just doesn't know Thundercats. You know, the parents are like forcing it in and they know this so they're going to start to mark you're going to see everything come back ducktales is coming back you know everything um so i think that's kind of what they were going for you know that's right in that shoot 25 to 32 year olds but like you mentioned the from a business sense it needed more power rangers and you mentioned they don't morph till 90 minutes and i actually made a note when i was watching last night the first actual fight scene in the movie doesn't come till an hour and 20 minutes into the movie when they fight they fight Rita at the docks like yeah. other than that it's just training montage stuff there's a little action here and there but the first real fight scene with stakes and a threat is an hour and 20 minutes into the movie so it and, mm. you know it, it they didn't i don't think they calculated that well but it, it worked for me yeah. like but you know not for the general audiences I yeah think. i guess kids kids are going to have a heart cuz it's a drama for the first half of the movie almost and like kids are not going to sit there and watch a drama you know they they want to see what they want to see so i guess it probably didn't work in that aspect but uh the, the only reason they might even make a second one now is because of the toys which i find hilarious because they were awful yeah, they're really but they bad. said they sold they're the biggest selling toy franchise now uh over everything so that might make a sequel which we'll see wow really yeah yeah it's now number one over everything the, the movie like wasn't it wasn't all movie figures just power rangers in general but i guess that just put it over the top you know i i'm hoping they make a sequel going back to what we were saying because they won't have the weight of having to set up all the characters and do all that they can just get into it and have a pure movie the original power rangers movie 
didn't have to set anything up. You, you go in, you know who everybody is, and they get right into things. And I think that was something that this one didn't have the luxury of. Yeah, oh, I mean, I, it would be such a shame if, if we didn't get to see more of this, because I think I really think this was a solid start. And I think if they incorporate some of the things that we're, we're talking about, I think, you know, it would really, you know, like kind of a strong follow-up effort. They laid really good foundation. Yeah, you know? and people loved it. They did. I mean, like, 10 times more than I expected. So, you know, it just sucks, like, for them not to give it a chance. The, the movie industry in general, like, if it doesn't make the money from day one, they don't care about building anything anymore, which I think is stupid. You know, maybe you take a little bit of a loss, but you make it off on the next 10 movies. But they don't do that anymore, and it's, it's really dumb. So I really, really, really do hope that, you know, it makes it. But it didn't do that well internationally either. So hopefully people keep buying really bad Power Ranger toys, and we'll get another one. Yeah. So, you I know, will not, I will not be buying They're really, <laughs> well, really bad. Also, let's see how it does on Blu ray. God knows how many people might have just been sure. like, oh, the trailer was awful. I'll check it out when it comes out. And you know how that, there's so many movies that just were in and out of the theaters and then have tremendous legs on home release. Also came out at a bad time of year when movies typically, like March is not a really a good it, time for movies. It's not, but there's no competition either. That's true. So, I mean, say they put it out right now. Maybe it would have been huge because people are in their mindset of let's go to the movies or maybe it just gets overshadowed between Transformers and whatever else comes out, you know? And there was also, did Beauty and the Beast, Beauty and the Beast came out the week before Power Rangers. Uh, yeah. Uh, I the think, week, or maybe the week after. I could be wrong about that. It was it was within a week of each other for sure, yeah. Within striking distance. So. Yeah, yeah. And that, you know, that's sucking up a lot of dollars for sure. So, so yeah, who knows? We'll see how it does on, on release. And also, too, you know, I mean, yes, Brian Cranston and Elizabeth Banks were in it, but, you know, among the, the cast of Rangers, and it was a great cast. I loved, I loved yeah, all too. of them, but it's not like you had any, you know, there were like no Disney stars in there mm. or anybody who people would necessarily recognize or who would bring in a, uh, an audience. Well, I think the Yellow Ranger is a, like a pretty big pop star from what oh, I understand. Right. Yeah. Maybe I, I stand I'm corrected. so un, unconnected you, to that world, but... You might. I feel like in the back of my head somewhere, there's there, that's true. I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe she's becoming one. I don't. I don't know. But you're right. It wasn't like, you know, here's whoever. You know. Uh, but I think they they could have done well to like they lied about the cameos and things like that. And uh, I think that if they put that into the marketing, that could have sucked a lot of people in that may have not given it a chance otherwise. So there was no reason not to play into that. Why are you gonna you know say there's nobody in there? And then going into that too, like it was just weird. To, I, obviously, they had the two most popular ones, but why not have everybody? Like, even if there's five different little cameos or all of them just standing together at one point, like that would have been cool too. Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned the cameos. So, appearances from the actors who played the original Rangers in the TV series. So, we had that, those are a quick glimpse of Jason David Frank and Amy Joe Johnson, who were the original uh, Green and then White Ranger and the Pink Ranger. Uh, so at the end of the movie, when the crowd is gathered around and, and they're, they're looking at uh, the destruction of Angel Grove and the Megazord, Tommy and the original Tommy and Kimberly are there. And I watched, uh, I didn't go through all of the deleted scenes, but I did see, Chris, you had given me a heads up about oh, this. Yeah. There was an alternate cameo uh, by the two of them when they're in the restaurant with uh, Trini and, uh, and uh, with the new Trini and Kimberly. Yeah. Right. Did you see it? No, I haven't oh, seen you know, Do you remember the part where they're like fighting, fighting with donut. the fork and yeah. thing? Yeah. And then, like, they're doing all that and making a scene, and then all of a sudden it just pans over, and, like, Tommy and Kimberly are just, like, staring at them, like, what the <laughs> hell is this? But it was really cool because they actually had uh, Jason David Frank in a long way, like, long ponytail, and he looks exactly like Tommy, like, like, like he just, you know, aged 20 years. And then in the later scene, it looks like Jason David Frank more than, you know, Tommy Oliver. So it would have been cool to have that in there, but... Yeah, I do. I mean, I agree that I think more cameos or just some maybe some closer ties to the series, you know, would have would have served them well. Yeah. I mean, you know, part of me, I, I don't know that I would actually want this. I don't know that this would actually work. But part of me, you know, hoped that, you know, they would establish something that I mean, again, obviously, there were 
previous teams of rangers but millions of years ago yeah they could have set up something where there were t- there was a team you know maybe decades ago and it and it were the yeah, characters yeah, that that's we know that, that, that's fine i guess who knows it probably changed i know like the script changed so many times and maybe they did have more of that in there and i found that funny too they wanted like the director of chronicle he was the original writer and then they fired him from it and then they just ended up making chronicle with power rangers <laughs> in it which which uh was interesting to me but who knows how many revisions there were where maybe they were a bigger part uh, i did like them doing the uh you know green ranger and red ranger thing at the beginning of the movie um, which everyone was speculating on that, you know, Rita was, you know, going to yeah, be the Green, Green Ranger, Ranger yeah. which was pretty obvious in retrospect when you just got the coin in her staff. And But uh, they came out with uh, two pop finals, and it says Rita Repulsa and, uh, and oh, yeah. Zordon, and it's the Red and Green Ranger. And everyone's like, what the hell? This is like the biggest spoiler ever. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's like the first 10 seconds of the movie. Don't worry. And they're like, oh, okay. But, uh, but that was a nice little touch. And, I, you know, they, they did a lot of cool stuff. I mean, that opening is really cool. And yeah. nothing kind of encapsulates the... Uh, the the way the movie kind of walks between super serious and and campy and yeah. ridiculous than the opening of that movie because it's super serious and and high stakes and then you cut to like a bull masturbation joke like immediately <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. before the title card even happens yeah it's, both of those are right before the title card. yeah you know i forgot about that actually and it, it was like a little edgy here and there too which i thought was interesting you know so they definitely weren't playing for like the little kid crowd like mm-hmm. it, that probably would have terror like between the jokes and like rita was you know kind of terrifying at certain points if i'm a little like mm-hmm. child you know so. yeah i mean kimberly was involved in a sexting scandal a yeah yeah porn subplot yeah, yeah so. and like the black rangers mom's dying and like it was a pretty dark movie actually yeah but i you know i i echo what you guys said i i liked the green ranger reveal i thought it was an interesting layer you know to to inject this with mm-hmm. and you know it's, it's funny with zordon as we were re-watching the movie last night uh steph was like man like zordon's really a jerk he's a dick <laughs> yeah and i was thinking that i liked it i thought that again it was it was something new for them to play as opposed to this just wise benevolent interdimensional being like he was you know a, a person and now he's stuck in a wall the Smallville fan in me especially appreciated it because it was very reminiscent of the way uh, Jor-El and Clark interacted over the course of those 10 seasons. Jor-El was 10 a, long, long seasons. 10 long seasons. <laughs> Jor-El was a dick and Zordon's kind of in that vein as well. So uh, I, mean, I actually like that. would be annoyed too, you know, if you were stuck in a, a wall, yeah. if you all of a sudden one day were just stuck there forever. Yeah, he had one chance to get out and he had to blow it to save this yeah, kid because they yeah. messed up. Did you, did, was that there, was cool too, I think. Yeah, was there any moment where you guys thought like, oh, they like their Billy's death is going to stick. No, no, I had a little, I had a little moment. I thought maybe they'll bring, I don't know for like a split second. I'm like, all right, maybe they'll bring Zordon back or something like, but like, there's no way to do that. You know what I mean? So I I didn't think so, but I thought it was cool that they even went to that level, at least raised the stakes a little bit, you know, and showed like Rita doesn't really care. And, and for me, like, stand by me the song just always gets me no oh, matter who's yeah. doing it <laughs> yeah. and i've never heard that version before but it, it worked really well for me and yeah. so even though i was like oh this isn't gonna stick it it still resonated emotionally with me yeah music music will definitely do that and that, that the, i forgot about that too the soundtrack see there's all these little things i guess i should have watched again i remember the major strokes but but that that was really powerful too you're right so they, they did a good job i got the more i'm thinking about this i'm like wow they really score this good, off soundtrack's yeah. good they play the kanye song in the final yeah. fight scene which is really cool you know yeah no it was good and you know you know we mentioned before the character development i i loved what they did you know it's always funny because in the original show you know zordon summons these teenagers with attitude they don't really have much attitude. I mean, they, they're good kids. They, yeah. you know, they perform martial arts. They hang out at the juice bar. They try to save the earth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's really not, not that much there. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was a lot richer here. I mean, you get to see their home lives and what they're struggling with. And 
you know, I mean, I'm not 15, but I feel like these characters are a lot more relatable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In, sure. in general, but especially to, you know, young people who would be watching this. They're way more fleshed out than they ever were in the show. The show never really took the time to get to know them all that well. There was a lot of interpersonal stuff between them, but it was never, you know, you never really met their parents or saw what their home lives were like or, or gave you anything to relate to yeah, other than superficial top level. This is the nerd. This is the jock. This is the pretty girl. This is the, you know, the smart girl kind of thing. Favorite character? Tommy. Oh, no. Oh, in the, from no, the, in the movie? movie? Oh. Tommy. No, uh, Tommy's jacket. Yeah, jacket. Tommy's jacket. Is my that was that was quite the, the performance. The Blue Ranger, like, just they they killed it. And I thought it was really cool that they used like autism, but like in a powerful way, you know. So like, you know, because there's definitely some kid with autism out there who's like, oh, this is my hero. Like, I can do. And they played it really well. Like, they didn't make him like bumbling or like, you know, he was he was he was the best part of the whole movie to yeah. me. The, you're better than everybody combined. But I think they really knocked it out of the park with everybody's character. Yeah, I, 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 to echo what Chris said, agreed. They really, they really did, did him the most justice. I mean, Kimberly, Jason, and Billy seemed to get the most character development, and and you know the movie seemed a little less interested with Trini and with Zach, at least at the beginning. Um, it flushes them out a little bit more at the end, but yeah, Billy yeah, especially definitely. Zach. They definitely glossed over Zach a lot. I think when well, he's very at the beginning, he's very like, "I'm crazy, yeah, you know, I'm yeah. so crazy," and then they kind of really hit that button, mash it over and over again until you kind of really get to see his mom and his home yeah. life, and then Trini gets her her coming out scene, which is. Yeah, I'm sure someone can relate to. I think that they kind of either didn't go far enough with it, you know. Yeah. It kind of felt. Really, but it's interesting really... that like they you could you could look at it and be like, all right, well they used coming out as a thing, and they used the sexting scandal as a thing, and autism. Like you know, they could have just like went the wrong way with it, and mm -hmm. you know, taken advantage of just trying to like shoehorn that in. But they really handled it properly for you know for Power Rangers. You know, it's kind of surprising how well they did all that, or just not done it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So agreed. Yeah. I mean, I, I would agree. I think Billy was the strongest character, though. I really, I mean, I like Jason a lot. I thought as a leader, I thought he, he worked well. I yeah. like the, the Jason Kimberly stuff. I think we're going to have an interesting triangle with Tommy in this we'll next see movie. What they do. Well, supposedly there, there was a, there was a kiss scene when she comes to his bedroom. I don't know if it's on the deleted scenes. Yeah, I didn't watch yeah, it, didn't but it, it, it does say the kiss. So I'm assuming. Oh, uh, has when, to be. When she comes to his bedroom and kind of tells you the story of the sexting scandal, they kiss. And apparently it was unanimously loathed in test screenings so much that they just took it out. Um, so I'm anxious to see what they do with that. Although the rumor, I don't know if there's any truth to this, but there was a rumor going around that Tommy might be a girl in, in if they do a sequel, which you can still do the love triangle, but at, from a different perspective. Yeah, I I feel like that works. I don't think they should just make it a girl just so they have a girl, you know, but they just handled everything else properly. So maybe they would do it cool. I'm okay with that because like, I don't think you can live up to Jason David Frank. Like, I think they have to do that just to like wipe the slate clean because otherwise no one's ever going to care about the character. Like they're just gonna be like, I want Tom, you know, Tom, the real Tommy. So no matter what they do. So that's a really tough role. He is the power Rangers, you know, like it, it, it is what it is, but that's, the, that's the truth. That's interesting. I had not heard that. That mm -hmm. would be really interesting. But I, those are good points. I think that you, look, Zach, Zach, as he's listening to this, he's like, "Oh, no way!" But that might that <laughs> might be the way you need to go. Uh, you know, I don't want to get too sidetracked with this, but you know, you we mentioned Jason David Frank a few times, and you know, Chris, I know you you've run into him at these conventions oh, yeah, he's the best. and all that. Yeah, he's what cool. are your what are your interactions? No, been and like he's just him? he's a really good guy. You know, I, I think behind the scenes he's kind of a little bit of a prima donna, but he. He really is great to his fans. Like he is better than I. I see so many celebrities now all the time, and I, 
even week to week, you might see the same people and you see who's just checked out and there for the money and you see who's there for really enjoying it and going the extra mile. Like I've seen countless times, like people come up and be like, look, I don't have any money. I just wanted to say hello to you. And he's like, I don't, I don't care. Come here. Gives them a picture, signs 10 things for them. And I think that's, that's really cool. Cause nobody else is doing that. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I know that he's still raking in a ton of money. Don't get me wrong, but he doesn't have to do that stuff. He could show up, do what he, and it, 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 it works. His line, it, whether it's a tiny show or New York Comic Con, his line is a mile long the entire weekend. And, you know, he's making more money now than he did at the height of the show. That's for damn sure. But he's, it's genuine. I've never seen, that's the best way I can describe it. I guess I've never seen another celebrity be as genuine as he is. And that's, that's interesting. cool. Yeah. And I mean, I, I haven't met him, but, uh, you know, I've seen mostly stuff that, you know, you've written about him or, you know, some of his posts online and things like that. And, you know, I mean, his self-interest aside, because that is what it is. Hey, it's a you job. Know, and yeah, it's a job. But like, it seems like he is, you know, he's, he's cultivating the Power Ranger fan base and interacting with them. And, and that's cool. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's the spokesman for it, I think. I mean, he's done more to keep it alive than anybody else that's for damn sure and i and i love when he j jabs at austin st john that's my favorite thing because austin st john's a dick they don't get along right oh no yeah, no so and he's such a douchebag oh really yeah so the actor who played the original red ranger yes yeah. okay so but this this bad blood goes back to oh like, yeah all the way back to like filming basically do we know what it was, was it i just think he just ego? he was probably like that back then and he just didn't like it he uh but he forced him to go to the world teen peace summit <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> then he came back though he was the gold ranger sure, yeah. were they together i stopped watching at that point were they ever on it again together yeah the, oh yeah. really he they were so uh -oh. yeah so uh you know again the original uh jason zach and trini left salary disputes yeah. and they again they went to that world peace center whatever team you know and then uh yeah jason came back austin st john came back in the zeo season as the gold ranger and then they reunited again in the forever red episode yeah, this was well, that seasons later yeah well and in the turbo movie Oh, that too. Yeah, oh, right wow. on. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I see. I forgot about all I that. never saw the Turbo movie. Oh, Turbo movie's good. Yeah. Turbo movie holds up. I enjoy it. I don't know. He just, uh, yeah, they don't get along. Let's just leave it at that. But it's fun because he just does everything he can to jab at him, and it's, it's great. And everybody thought it was swept under the rug because they like took a picture next to each other at the movie premiere. And I, yeah, But then right, as soon as he had a chance, he was right <laughs> back at it again last week. Well, were you... So I only met Jason David Frank once, and I think I was with you. It was the, I think it was the yeah, first yeah. year he did New York Comic Con, yeah, yeah. and we waited on the line for God, it must have been an hour or two. Oh at yeah, least. at least it was a long it was a long wait, and we were very close to meeting him. And they capped the line mm -hmm. or ended his time and and pulled him aside and took him took him away. And we were all really noticeably upset. Like I had a Green Ranger yeah. action figure waiting to be signed, and. He came back out and he grabbed me and Chris and whoever else was with him. He was like, come back here. And he like ushered us behind a curtain and he like signed our stuff and talked yeah. to us and took pictures with us even after his line was over. And it was yeah, a really was great cool. fan experience. I, it was the first, I think it was the first show he did. And I, I try to tell people this story all the time because I'm really glad that I got it then because they, they gave him an hour slot. So they needed the table for another celebrity. So they literally had to pull him backstage and scramble and they figured it out of where. But yeah, he, you know, he, he did whatever. But I love that I have that picture because he's a little... He's still in great shape and jacked, but he's like a little chubby. He's got like, you know, his hair hasn't been cut in a little while. He's he's in like slubby clothes. And now he's just head to toe Louis Vuitton everything. Like he's, you know, private jet, this, that, and the other thing. He's buying his daughter a car for her 16th birthday. It's just a completely different thing. And again, it's great because he's still jacked. I hope he makes a bazillion dollars. The money is irrelevant. But it's just cool to have seen like, you know, that could have, say he didn't take off again. Like that would have just been the Jason David Frank that clearly, you know, wasn't doing anything for a, lot, a long time. And, and uh, it's just, I'm glad I have that photo, you know. It's and that was like, only like five years ago. Yeah, right? no, yeah, not even. I think it was like three or four, yeah. Oh, so, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. 
So, you know, circling back to the movie, you know, this came up earlier mentioning uh, Elizabeth Banks, her performance and how it didn't quite mesh with the with the tone of the rest of the movie. I mean, I love her as an actress. I don't know that that her take on Rita was was the right one for this movie, because, again, it it, it did feel very campy and over the top. And the rest of the movie was, you know, the, the tone was very, very different, much darker, more somber. So I, I don't know. I mean, was it a, a contrast that you enjoyed or did it feel out of place? A little bit of both. I, I mean, she was also, I mean, like, she was, like, murdering people, you know, which, which is pretty serious. True. Uh, but, you know, I, the thing that I think was campy was, like, the whole Goldar thing. And, like, you know, I, th- I think they went a little too far with that, um, being too realistic. But uh, <laughs> but other than that, I think she did a good job. But, you know, I think that's just what they presented her with. And, yeah. and I really do feel like it was a product of, like, three different versions of the movie getting mashed together at the last minute. So, who knows? Yeah, I mean, she... She clearly was somewhat out of place, but I think I respected it because I always respect when someone really just goes for it. Oh, she, yeah, really, she like, was into for it. the fences, oh, yeah. and she really did. She was chewing on big pieces of scenery that whole movie. Yeah, and so it's just, it was just funny fun that like she's like such a I don't want to say character actor, but she really does get into. It. I mean, like you know, like look at like the Hunger Games and things like like she's really oh, yeah. and uh, she does a good job. But um, I'm really, I really, really, really want to see Lord Zed in this universe. I think yeah. that's what they need. Like the second movie, if they can pull, I think if you give him like a more of an edge and he's just not like a buffoon, like it could be really good. I think, I think it's gotta be Zed for the next one. What else are you going to do? Unless you do like King Mondo and you do a Transformers-esque thing with all of the machines. I would think you'd do a, an evil Green Ranger movie, but there's gotta be some kind of other threat, which could be Zed or something. But I would think that, that Green Ranger would be that your big focus. But who... That that would be a cool way to introduce the character instead of just like, hey, I'm showing up and now I'm a Power Ranger. Right. But um, if Rita's out of the picture, obviously she's not out of the picture. But like, how do how do you think they bring her back in? And then she tries to get her coin yeah, by sending on Tommy. That you know that could work actually. Like, mm-hmm. I want my powers back. Like, let me send this new kid in school. I'll trick him and yeah, blah blah blah. That could work. She was on her way to the moon. So we're close to that, you know, that traditional movie. But it would be cool if I see. I wish they had like I like all the side characters and like I, I know it's like super campy. You're not gonna have like Babu and Finster and but but like I'd love to see Finster. I, I agree. I, I think it would be it would be so cool like if they could just figure that all out. You know. Hey, I wanted speaking of the side characters. Did you guys miss Bulk and Skull? No, I didn't. No. Yeah, I picked up on it right away. Where? They're uh, they're in detention with them. Oh like really? The, the bully that yeah, torments yeah. Billy right at the beginning is one of them. I think there's they're both oh. in detention, maybe. I, you know, it's funny when I said, "Did you miss both?" I didn't mean like, "Did you like not see oh. there?" I just saw like, "Did you miss them not being in the oh, movie?" Oh, yes, oh, I, did. Oh. I definitely no, I did. didn't. I didn't pick up. On I didn't that either at all. And then you're you're probably 100 percent right. Yeah. It just went right over my head. That's they're, interesting. They're dressed like them. They're meant to look like them. Oh, that's cool. And I didn't see anybody mention that. You might mm. be the only one who noticed mm. that. That's sweet. Either way, though, I mean, they certainly weren't featured prominently. Did you miss that aspect of it? Somewhat, yeah. but but there's no like where were know, they? I don't know where. They, yeah, they would have felt yeah. more out of place than than even. Rita. I also think they should have like at least thrown in like the juice bar or something like that, or you know, like and Ernie. oh, you know what bothered me about the mo- Ernie yeah, uh, was the like <laughs> it was a Krispy Kremes commercial that took me out. We of haven't movie. gotten to yeah. that the literal worst product placement. Yeah, ever yeah, yeah. Like in the history I, I want to know cinema. what they paid for that because like I hope they paid for the whole movie because that was insane. Like it took me out every time. It, and it, after a while, it became funny, so I was cool. Like you know, but I don't know. That the was, literal objective mush. of the third act is to get to the Krispy Kreme. Yeah. And they're, you know, they're in their Zords and they're in their costumes and they're running like, we got to get to the Krispy Kreme. <laughs> we just have the Krispy Kreme. Like, it's crazy yeah. that that even flew. Yeah. 
Yeah, that is kind of crazy. I mean, is it not worth it, though, for the line about, oh, is it a special place? It <laughs> yeah, must yeah. be a special place. There, there were some cool things, <laughs> but it just it just pulls you out. I just don't like anything that like removes you from the movie. It's like if all of a sudden it was like Microsoft uh, Zords you know, or something like that. Like, I don't know. It's just too much. I know you got to get your movie made and you got to get your money somehow, but like you can casually do it i guess look if it gets us a sequel i'll take yeah, you know yeah. the krispy kreme sponsored green ranger yeah he's, <laughs> he's just got a, giant he's got a big Kreme. donut shoulder yeah, it looks pants. like a, a nascar truck or yeah, a car or something. i'll take it <laughs> one thing that i as far as sequel hopes one thing that i hope they uh, adjust and this might be me being nitpicky but is that really how they have to get to the ship every time they have to jump off a cliff and swim? Yeah, they didn't teleport, right? Yeah, they didn't yeah, have teleporters. So much cool stuff. I guess they could introduce that easily, but there's just so many small things. I don't know. I just don't understand. Like, like you have all these people getting paid millions of dollars sitting in a room for two years. <laughs> how can you not figure this out? You could take any idiot that watched Power Rangers and just be like, all right, well, you need them to morph. You need them. Even like um, David Yost, the original Blue Ranger. Like he, he, after the, you know, at the premiere, he's like, oh, it's great. But like you ask him a week later and he's like, yeah, you know, like it was insane that they didn't say, you know, like the, it's morphing time thing was kind of like a down downer. They didn't pull it off right and blah, 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 blah. And all his critiques were correct. Like. Just play up the stuff that people loved about the movie. Like, you know, you wanted to make it your own, but you, I don't know. It was just so many missed opportunities. And I think that's what my flaws were with the movie, that I didn't love it because of that. I don't know. You could have worked that stuff in and still maintain this, you know, this tone that you were going for in this movie. This yeah. Like the guys hyper serious. They're jumping over buildings and crap like that. How hard is it to just teleport? You know, like it's like alien space technology. It, you work it in in two seconds. On that note, what did you guys think about the fact that the coins gave them powers when they're not in costume? Because that was that was a departure. I felt like it made Somewhere. sense. And it's not like they were, you know, like over the top. Well, with they made the, it more like symbiotic, right? Yeah. Like, I think that was cool. Like, see stuff like that. I'm okay with. I, I don't. I don't think you have to be like married to the source material. Where oh, we can't do that because it wasn't like that's fine. That's a perfectly logical like jump, and I, I think it worked really well. But you know, then work the other stuff in. And it's it's never. It didn't bother me because it was never really expressly stated in the show. But they clearly had some kind of abilities out of costume too. They were flipping all over. They the were place. just. They were just they really were, good martial just artists. The attitude. They yeah. had really good attitude. <laughs> that was the attitude. <laughs> <laughs> they were just, you know, super kicking putties in the face and shit, you yeah. know? Well, that's all they did was when they weren't, you know, rangering. They were just practicing martial arts. Yeah, that's true. And drinking juice. Yeah. They were, I mean, to borrow a line from Always Sunny, I mean, they were masters of karate and friendship for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I want a that's shirt true. with that's that. That's all they did. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> it was a surprisingly poignant coming-of-age story wrapped around a superhero movie as opposed to normally you get you know just your standard superhero fare like i i really really did enjoy that teen aspect of it more than the actual you know action yeah. stuff and, and it have... felt it felt earned when you got there it felt like it was deserved and and they they achieved something and it was just cool and they had five characters i mean that's that's a lot to juggle and it's i a think big they cast. you know they did it well what other things about the movie stood out to you guys what Either positive to, or negatively. We talked about Christian Green. Christian Green was bad. Yeah, Christian Green's bad. Um, I don't know. We 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 talked about the look of the costumes. We'd been very oh, yeah. briefly. I want. Not I do want to talk about that yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they took the toys look terrible. Um, the, the the Zords look terrible. Um, the they look a lot better in the mm, movie for than sure. They do uh, like on a shelf. The costumes in motion, I thought, looked pretty good. The Zords kind of looked a little janky. 
um, that gold. could be budget more than yeah, anything. Yeah, it was more of a CGI thing than than a, a design thing. I think uh, I did think that Goldar looked like a giant yeah, that, gold that, turd. See, that was stupid. Like mm. I don't know, I don't know. That that was another thing that really bothered me. Do you lose something too when Goldar doesn't speak? Yeah, but then bit. it goes into the whole campiness of it. So I, I guess I don't know. Oh, and we got the make my monster grow. Yeah, they threw that's that. That's true. That was a nice little throwback. So that's the thing that's funny. They're like there were some nods, but they just did. Like we said earlier, they just didn't take it all the way. Maybe they felt it'd be too much. I don't know. I would have. I would have appreciated. I would ate it up more. I also liked. Um, you know, we talked. We touched on the beginning with the, the adding that wrinkle of mythology to Rita being the Green Ranger, but we didn't also we didn't talk about the MacGuffin of the movie being the Zeo Crystal, which is which is a cool you know laying track for for the mythology of this universe. You know, they were talking about doing five sequels. I don't know how realistic mm. that is now, but I'd love to see where they go with it if they did do five sequels. You know, and that's clearly an avenue they could take. Yeah, it's really ripe for something like that where you could build up all this backstory that we didn't get. Like you were saying before, like you never got to see their parents and this and. But it would be cool to see a lot more of the backstory, like. Like, am I, am I wrong, but Zordon was the Red Ranger in the original series, too, right? Like, yeah. way back in the... Okay, okay. I thought so, but nobody else right? seemed to remember that. You know... So... I think I think I so. I'm like almost positive. Yeah. I feel like they might have established something like that, but, like, later on, I don't think that was part of the original No, thing, I don't think it? they... I think they got to that around, like, space when they were all looking yeah. for him. I, yeah. That sounds about no, right. No, no, because I no? didn't watch that. So, I, I feel like they did mention... It was in... You know, it wasn't, like, a major plot point or anything like that, but I, I think that was the backstory. Something that was, like, a little glimmer on the show for, like, a split second now had some backbone here, and that's pretty cool, and they could show a lot more of that, and obviously you have eons of, you know, people fighting and being on these teams and, blah, you know, so it's it's just... I think they could do a lot with it, and it would be nice to see it get fleshed out, like you said. I don't know. I hope, I hope they do, because, it, again, it would be really nice to not be saddled with all the backstory and just get some action. Just go right into it. Mm. No, speaking of Zordon, though, uh, I was thinking of this as, as you were mentioning it, but the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, when Ivan Ooze attacks the command center and then the Rangers find Zordon out of his yeah, chamber. Bug me out as that, a kid. Right? Yeah. I've never, I've never talked about He's this. wearing this but, weird, like, turtleneck sock. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was kind of traumatizing. It was, I mean, just the way they depicted it, but also it's like to see Zordon not as a disembodied head it was kind of crazy but also weren't you like there was a dude in there the whole time why didn't you just let him out yeah like, yeah it's never established why he's got to be this floating head there's a dude in there you know I, yeah the logistics i didn't think of about, it really, but once again i didn't think about it as a child like it's just like okay cool he's out like yeah. i don't know i don't know I, I remember seeing that movie like the day it came out and just being so excited you just you yeah. don't care about anything else you nope just, I know that was so cool, but you know, that's what's so funny. And I, you know, about nostalgia and all this stuff coming back, you know, I, I enjoyed the movie, but even if I hadn't, I appreciate the fact that there's a Power Rangers movie that I can go to see at age 30 with my wife. It's like, as a kid watching this, I would never imagine that that's something that would happen. So it's, it's kind of cool. Yeah. And, well, I know and you're, see with your kid you're a big something. comic book guy and you like, we live in an era now where I can turn on the TV any night of the week and there's a new hour superhero show. Like I never would have thought about it as a kid. It was so counterculture and yeah yeah we, and we talk about this at shows all the time it you know everyone's like oh the geeks have inherited the earth but it it's it's really true like because we, we were actually talking about it because like there's this surplus of like really attractive like women that would have like five ten years ago just never they've been like these nerds like blah 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 and they're like so into it now and you have all these little kids growing up like idolizing the ghost little girls you know that are coming dressed up in and I, I was thinking like 10 years from now 15 years from now what's the industry going to be like because you know, you're going to have twice as many people buying things and into things. And like, we're 
not the outsiders anymore. Like the people who aren't into it are, and it's it's a really weird, and it's it's happened so fast. Like it's really since the Marvel universe started, like in the MCU, has really like brought it to another level, and it's 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 really going to be interesting to see what happens for sure. Speaking of the DC shows, every time I watch them, I always just think of Smallville. How Smallville paved the way. That show was on for ten seasons, mm-hmm. carried that torch for a long time, <laughs> and there was nothing else like it. I'm just saying. How long was Lois and Clark on the air? Four seasons. Four seasons? Yeah. I mean, even that, like, you know. True. Four seasons of a Superman show in the early 90s is nothing yeah. to scoff at, especially when there was that terrible Justice League pilot in the That's early true. 90s. That's true. Have you ever seen that? It's really bad. I think maybe pieces of it on YouTube it's or something. Good, I never good, watched bad. the whole the whole yeah. thing. Hey, guess what we haven't talked about at all yet in relation to the Power Rangers movie? Alpha 5. Oh. If not, yeah. What'd you guys think of Alpha? I thought they did a good job. I know everyone like hated on the design when the like concept image oh, leaked sure, out. Oh, sure, yeah. And it didn't bother me that much when it when it leaked. And everyone else was like, "Oh, this is good." But everybody was riding like a wave of like disgust from the Zords and the toys, and yeah. and they didn't again remember like they didn't show in the trailers until like a month before the movie came out anything in motion or even so much as show the Zords. So all we had were these concept images and sketches and. Um, so I, I liked it once it was all said and done, like Bill Hader did a great job. It was, it was cool. It was like one of the closest things to the original show I felt like in tone, you know, but just turned up a notch. It was a little more sarcastic, which was great. And if you watch the outtakes, uh, there's even more. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He must just be talking for like hours. Yeah. yeah and it's not like, a lot. yeah, he's not fully rendered, but it's like this weird, you know, proto alpha. It's kind of funny. What did, what did you think? To yeah. I mean, in, in, with all these blockbuster movies now, the, the toys tend to come out long before cause they have to solicit them to retailers. So those, the, the, you, you can't really keep that stuff secret. And in, this was a case where the final product on the toys really did not match the movie. And if you're just judging off of that, usually it's a fair barometer of what to expect or what something's going to look like. But this was really bad. And, and so when, when you see alpha and, and he looks a little weird, I can get why someone would be a little upset about that, but it looked, it, it looked in line with everything else. It looked like it looked sufficiently alien and, and strange and, and it didn't, it didn't bother me that much. And Bill Hader was a perfect choice for it. You know, he could, he could, you know, yeah. he's a really, really good choice for that. I can't be the first person to say this, but you remind me of Bill Hader, Delando. Do you get that often? No, not no. really. I can, I can see that. It, now that you've said it, I, I know what you're saying. Like, he's got that kind of tone about him. You know what's weird to like me that. is Bill Hader looks exactly <laughs> like my uncle. Um, so, like, I always see that. So, I, um, but, like, personality-wise a little bit. Just the sarcasm, I guess. Okay. Like, I could totally... That's a good thing. I could totally no, hear... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could totally compliment. hear Delando doing Yeah, he's got that... that, that you, yeah, you have a bit of that tone i guess i don't know i, I know what you're saying right maybe. all right i take it i go. like it i could be the next album. yeah i was just gonna say maybe if he mm-hmm. doesn't sign again you he could. doesn't want to do the next five movies yeah. although he probably rolls in in his pajamas and well just, that's the thing know. that's he's he's got the best gig ever now he's just doing yeah. all his voice stuff yeah. and like you get paid so much and you do it literally do it in your bedroom we did mention that zordon was a total dick which i thought was really an interesting take Oh, um, speaking of Ryan, I mean, no, off, go ahead. But I, I like that they use Brian Cranston. A, he's one of my favorite actors, but yeah, it was too. a cool little throwback. If people out there don't realize, he did a ton of the like villains and voices and stuff on the original series, so that was cool. But go on. Um, we we touched on this very briefly, but I I can't overstate how much I like. My favorite moment in the movie is when they finally morph and you do that slow-mo walk which has been overdone in so many movies but the, the combination of the music and just the build-up from the the whole scene and the whole movie it just it was really cool and i found myself in my apartment cheering by <laughs> myself last night just like really getting amped up over it so I, like i think the movie's worth it for that scene alone yeah i mean you know it's it's a slow build-up to that but it's worth the payoff yeah absolutely yeah. 
Also, they oh they well I, I wasn't a I wasn't a huge fan of the way the Megazord looked either in toy or in movie, but that's neither here nor there. They can tweak that for well, the next movie. How did you feel about them being within their own Zord and not just in the middle of it? It made a lot more sense. Yeah, and I was okay yes. with it. It was very like Voltron-y. Mm. Yeah, but, and they had to work together in a way that they didn't. Which yeah, which is a cool little to. element. Which going back again, it's just it's cool. You know, that was a cool little tweak, and it makes a lot more sense. Like, how the hell were they all in the middle of the thing? I never thought about that either back then. <laughs> well, they were kind of all situated near the center, right? If you look at them, like, they were in the legs, but they were, like, at the top of the Kinda, legs. And they were in the arms, but they were at the shoulders. And, but yeah, but know. there wasn't just this room. The that room they that they all morph into. <laughs> and the Green Ranger just rips the door off. Yeah, yeah. Two of them are, like, playing cards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, why did you even need five people to pilot it back then? Like, it was just the one. Like, this made sense. Like, they all had to do something. The other four were there to make, like, hand motions yeah. whenever and it, Jason was yeah, Exactly, and it tied into their, uh, like, you know, you need to work together teamwork mm-hmm. thing, which was cool. What was your take on it? Because it, it seemed like the forming of the Megazord was like a failsafe that got triggered when it seemed like they were going to be destroyed. Was that something that you think they were they were designed that way and Zordon just didn't tell them? Or, <laughs> or was that know. something that just happened? I thought I it kind of tied into to the way they morph. Like, they have to, you know, they have to put aside all their baggage and their bullshit and just kind of, you know stand together and like there's there's that moment where jason's like you know like hold the line and they they don't and they get pushed over and they just kind of all they all kind of move together which is kind of weird because they're all giant robots but they're like you know like they're basically hugging and then they just kind of work together and become the megazord so i kind of thought of it as an extension of that but that was just my take on it i do like the failsafe idea though because like you know everyone's always like why the hell didn't they just form the megazord (laughs) every time and just fight you know or ultra zord or whatever and it's true or the sword you know it was just so many stupid things that i never thought of but uh but that's a cool way to get around that like you know you 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 can only do it when you you absolutely need to or something like that so that's cool and actually kind of along those lines I liked Zordon's rules, particularly you should never escalate a fight, because that does kind of account for it, too, because you watch the original show, and it's like, yeah, why wouldn't you just get in the Zords and form the Megazord and stomp whoever you're fighting? But you yeah. can't. You can't escalate the fight. you got to wait until the monster grows. <laughs> then you can get your, then you can get your Zords. It still doesn't make sense. It's a lot of work for and no reason. Yeah, and you can't, uh, you can't form the Megazord until you've been sufficiently thrown around. Then... <laughs> and only then. Going back, maybe you remember because you guys have watched. Why did they form Ultra Zord like back in the show? Like, what what caused that? Like, when they'd be like, "All right, we really need to get all three things together here." And <laughs> they like, had footage of the Ultra Zord yeah. in that episode. That's really what it is. It's so so yeah. random. I just remember thinking as a kid, like, what are, what are the villains doing while they're spending all this time morphing, or while they're spending all this time forming the Megazord? Why don't they just go over and just like stomp on the, the saber tooth tiger while she's just like coming out of the pit or whatever? You know, yeah. they got they got all this time. <laughs> what made you stop watching because i was talking about this i again i was obsessed i rushed home every day to watch it i loved all the toys everything and then one day it wasn't even like a gradual decline someone just flipped a switch and i stopped watching it and i can't remember why like even up to the movie when they got the thunder zords afterwards and like you know the primetime reveals and all i got through all of that and then one day i just stopped watching and i I don't know why, and I can't remember. Do you have like a key moment? I don't have remember? a key moment, but I, I was I was in and out for space a little bit, and then I probably wasn't watching super regularly. But then after space ended, they they switched over to doing new casts every season, and they were not mm. as related. So I was just like, well, then I'm not going to watch that yeah, because no, you're not pot committed anymore. Yeah, space was still in, the, and it's maybe the comic book fan of me. Space was still in that continuity, and it was still related to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. They were they were out in space looking for Zordon, mm. who had been kidnapped. Um, I gotta watch these. I'm, I'm gonna go Space back and watch really up good. to that point. Yeah, no, it sounds sweet. That's why even more reason I don't. Maybe I just got 
like I was like 13 at this point, 14, and I just was doing other things. Yeah, you're too cool for it at that yeah, point. Like, I, don't I, know. I, was, I, don't, I was older at that point. I don't point know if that's too. the case, though. Like, I, if I liked it, I would I've never been like one of those people, like, if I like something, I'm going to watch it, you know? I know. I was thinking about this, too. Because, like I said, it, I was fourth grade and it was probably midway through Zio. Because, again, when I'm on Netflix, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out exactly where I stopped. And I hope, I hope it was that I lost interest. I can't really remember. I mean, I, I do remember that it, it just, it wasn't as cool. Like I remember first grade, second grade, third grade to a point, like people were into it. Like it was a th- like, we all watched it. And then by fourth grade, like I was one of the last remaining kids in the class who yeah. was still watching it. And I mean, I hate to say it cause I don't, I don't feel like I'm one who, who bows to peer pressure, but I feel like that was part of the reason yeah, why but, I was like, oh, it's not cool anymore. But at that age... You kind of are, even without realizing it, because you got to, you know, everybody is, you, you want to fit in, you know, and it's brutal when you're into the one thing nobody cares about, you know, especially when it's, it's something that's being perceived as for children. Yeah. And and I had that, like I was getting made fun of, like I had my dragon and I finally got the damn dragon dagger and I was like walking around the playground and they're like making fun of me for having it. I was like, you know, I don't even give a shit. So uh, as we as we wrap this up, you know, we we hit on this earlier, but as far as hopes for the sequel, what, uh, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. What kind Lord of things Zed. are you hoping for? Lord Zed? Dragon Zord. Yeah. Gotta have the Dragon Zord. And I want a Dragon Dagger that doesn't look... I don't want some ridiculous, like, sword or something. Like, it's gotta be what it was, and don't play with it too much. Yeah, the Morphers didn't look that cool. Yeah, the Morphers are awful. And then going back to the toys again, like, uh, oh my god. They are so And they didn't bad. even use them in the movie. They didn't have Morphers in the movie, so why do they have toys? You're right. See, hmm. going back again, I'm sure they had it, like, a month before the movie came out, and they just chopped it out. Oh, before, before, just before we segue again, there's a scene at the end of the movie where Jason puts a power sword back into the, yeah. the yeah. command center. There was a whole plot line that's cut out of the movie where Zordon, you know, tells him that you, you know, the sword will manifest itself when you prove yourself to be a leader or something like that. And it's supposed to be that big moment when he jumps and, and it materializes yeah. and he punches. Just not in the movie at all. But they kept the payoff scene. They kept that end <laughs> scene for some reason where yeah, he returns so the sword. I, I didn't think about that either. None of them had their weapons, which, ugh, man. And they didn't form the the Mega Blaster or whatever the hell it's called. They really screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> Take back everything good I said yeah. about this movie. Yeah. No. I mean, I I, I would echo uh, your your wish list for the for the sequel. I, assuming we get one, and I hope we do. I guess my yeah my hopes are are more. I guess in terms of tone, I think you know a little bit more of a balance between the the grounded realism and the drama. Um, uh, you know, among the group. But balance that with the, you know, maybe a little bit more of the campy fun that we grew up with. Yeah, that's all. Totally agreed. I, think. I, I really hope we get a sequel. And, and maybe it'll be awful and they'll show that they screwed it all up. But I want to at least know. I don't want to sit there wondering until they decide to reboot it again 10 years from now. You know, what could be if with a nice budget and, uh, you know, the cool characters. So hopefully we get it. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you very much for discussing Saban's Power Rangers <laughs> with me. Absolutely. Anytime. You guys ready to talk more Power Rangers? Let's do it. I really had such a good time last time. As soon as we were done, I'm like, we got to do more. So here we are again. This is the end of my Power Ranger expertise. After this movie, I don't know much else. So, well, you know, we maybe still... the next season, but that's it. Yeah, because well, we really haven't gotten into the show that much. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, there's still more. I'm really excited to talk about the continuity of this movie. Anthony and I were talking before off mic about. The, the the weird slot this movie fits in. And oh, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. That was one of the notes I made. So, yeah, we can definitely talk about that. Yeah. Now, this time, you guys are flipped in terms of who did the homework and who didn't. Yeah. Very true. Because, Delanda, you did not get a chance to I rewatch, but, Chris, you did. Mm-hmm. And I, just seen, last night. I've seen it fairly recently, and it's always on HBO, so I see it in bits and pieces, and I'm familiar enough with it. I'm actually... 
since our last episode, I've watched the new Power Rangers movie like twice, nice. so, but not the 1995. So I'll do my best. It's funny. I was looking yesterday to see where it was available and I saw that it was on HBO and I'm like, that's weird because I'm always checking the HBO movies and I never see it. And that's because it's in the kids section. Uh, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. I, just use I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Has everything. I know. And I was thinking, I'm like, if I didn't have the podcast, I would just be a grown man watching this kid's movie. <laughs> but instead, like, it's research. Yeah, it's research. It's okay. So. <laughs> There's a really great curated kids section on Netflix, by the way, where you can search by character. Just really excellent. So there's just, you go into Power Rangers and it's just like a picture of the Red Ranger and it's just got every episode of Power Rangers in there. Nice. pretty sweet. So just quick recap. I mean, most Power Rangers fans know this, but we talked about it last time. For anyone who is not aware of this, the original series and actually every series since then, including the the current ones, the series is comprised of footage, uh, the original Japanese footage and then footage shot for the American version. So generally speaking, when the characters are in costume, all the action stuff, the Zord stuff, that's the Japanese footage, and then everything when the kids are in their civilian identities, going to, the, going to school and the juice bar and all of that, that's the American footage. So what's special about the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie is that by 1995, Power Rangers was so popular that they actually made a movie that was comprised entirely of original footage. So there, were, there was no Japanese footage for this. It was, everything was shot original for this movie. Yeah, uh, I, that's definitely something I noticed when I was rewatching it, but I, I think for like... It was also weird. Like there was a couple things I noted down. Like the Zord scenes are all CGI, and they're not good. <laughs> Maybe in 1995 they were pretty. They good. were but, not. Yeah, they, they were not they, good. At the and time. it's so jarring because it's just placed between you know seasons two and three of the show, and you know then it goes right back to using like the normal footage again. So I, I really didn't like that. Um, a couple things. I it was just really weird. I and mean, we were just talking about the continuity, but like. I didn't realize when I was a kid that it just takes place in its own timeline, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it has nothing to do with the show. It's just like it never happened. And then the show continues on. But they yeah. have this... So they, yeah, like they get ninja powers in the show, but they have a whole arc. Yeah, that yeah sets that's up right. It's the like new an powers. alternate beginning. Yeah. I was mentioning this to Anthony. Like this this movie was my... my fir- like we grew up reading comics. Like this was my first brush with like continuity and real and, and kind of understanding that. And I didn't, I didn't have a word for it at the time. And I looked it up after... Like Age of Apocalypse came out around the same year, and that was kind of my my real foray into this, the the X Men comic. But yeah, yeah, I just remember watching this as a kid and thinking something's off about this movie. It looks different, it feels different. The CGI is bad. CGI was bad at the time, but it, and then I learned much later that it it kind of is uh, is in its own continuity. It's out of canon, I guess you would say, because they contradict everything immediately right after when the show came back. They tell the same story, but in a different way. They get the same powers, the same Zords. Yeah, yeah. they have those weird ninja outfits that but, they fight in, which made why, no sense. Why did they do that? Like I wonder because <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. The Turbo movie is literally leads right into it. They yep. used it as a lead into the next season. Why wouldn't you make every little kid have to go see the movie in order to understand what's going on in the show? It just made no sense to me at all. And then they have like metallic costumes for some reason. And then like the Yellow Ranger has lights built into her helmet just because yeah. it's convenient. Like and like all, all these, these weird accessories. Things. The Red Ranger can scan like he's like the Terminator <laughs> for villains and see what they're made of. The Terminator whip. whip. Yeah. 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 It was it was really peculiar. And I don't remember noticing any of these things as odd when I was a kid. I don't know that I've even seen this movie in at least a decade. Oh, really? So I, I just, it never occurred to me until now. I'm like, what, what is all this? So yeah, very odd choice, and I wonder if there was a reason for that. Billy had a taser. Do you remember? Yeah, he legit had like a taser. Uh, The only thing I could think of was that they had the toys ready to roll, and they wanted to like have a really big platform to sell toys because the toys. 
there was a separate movie line of toys. Actually, you know what? There yeah. was. That doesn't even make any sense then because there was a separate movie line of toys. It wasn't like they were trying to re-energize the, the show's toys because then well, those same of. Zords came out well, yeah, for the show. That's true. But like the like I have both White Ranger action figures and you know they're metallic. So it's the same figure. They just gave it a metallic paint job. on. And I don't know if... I'm assuming they made all of them like that. Oh, yeah. But I only have the White Ranger. But um, yeah, it's it's weird. They could have sold a different set of Zords, like you said. They could have done anything, or they could have just made a huge intro to season three. I yeah, think season it was. three. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Very odd. I know but. it is a really curious decision. It's cool. Uh, I mean, it's it's a it's, it's, it's a own weird thing. relic of a of a bygone age because they. I mean, everything, almost everything, came over. Like the the tengus, the birds, which were like the replacement for the putties, were the bad guys in the next season. Like the only things that really didn't carry over was their origin for how they got the ninja powers, which was the yeah, uh, island. Dalcia was her name. She's yeah. like a Xena knockoff. <laughs> and then Ivan Ooze, who was the bad guy, who I'm sure we'll talk about at some point. They had they had their own bad guy. They had they had a ninja robot who gave them their powers in the in the, the season. Ninja. Ninja. Yeah. I always thought Ninja was cool. He transformed it into his own Zord. Yeah, you know, I I don't remember a lot of this from season three now. I got now I gotta go watch that too. I have the, the DVDs. You know, a side note, I posted about this on Facebook, but I wanted to talk about it while I have you here as a just as a tangent. So after we did our, our last discussion, I was watch it fell into another Netflix hole and was watching uh, old episodes of nice. Mighty Morphin and I watched the three part Return of the Green Ranger mm-hmm. storyline mm-hmm. where the Wizard of Deception creates a Tommy clone and he becomes the evil Green Ranger oh, in the yeah. fight. And at the end like, I had no recollection of this, which was kind of crazy. Because, I like, Mighty Morphin, I watched all of yeah. that. And no recollection of this. At the end, the Rangers, of course, defeat the Wizard of Deception. And the spell over the Tommy clone is broken. And he's good Tommy. And there was a whole time travel component to the three-parter as well. And it ends with Tommy leaving the clone in the past in Colonial Angel Grove. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> he just leaves so him. Great. It's like, where was Zordon to explain the implications to the, like, the space-time continuum? And then I'm thinking, like, is clone Tommy Tommy's ancestor? Boggles the mind. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a lot. Of, that's a conundrum. <laughs> yeah, but it, was, but it was just so nonchalant. It's like, I'll just stay here. He's like, okay. <laughs> I like it here. I like shitting into a bucket. You, know, and you don't like think of these things when you're a little kid. You no. know, and they know what their audience was, so I guess they yeah. didn't expect 20 years later for us to be recording a show, analyzing the show. That's true. No idea what a podcast would be. Yeah. That everyone would have one. Well, it's like, I, I think about it when I watch old movies where... Like I, I'm a big James Bond fan, and like I watch a lot of James Bond movies, and a lot of those stunts are very clearly stuntmen. Like you can see mm-hmm. very clearly that that's not any of the actors in the movie, and I guess that's just because they didn't have a concept of of home video at the time. Yeah, they, they weren't expect to be rewatched over and over again and dissected frame by frame, let alone Blu-ray. If you watch a James Bond movie on Blu-ray, there's just like boobs everywhere. Like especially <laughs> the the opening sequences, like they were never meant to watch those on Blu-ray. Yeah, you know. That's anyway, funny. That's my aside about James Bond and Trump boobs. <laughs> no, it's funny. Well, so as I was watching the movie last night and then jotting down some notes today, I was thinking to myself, it's like everything that I'm observing about this movie is like me making fun of it. And just to be clear, like I, you know, this movie holds a special place for me. Like I was so excited to see it as a oh, kid yeah. and I will always look back on it fondly in that way. Um, so I guess I say that as a preface to, you know, making fun of it for an hour, which I yeah, assume no, is what we're going to do. Let's yeah, do but it. you know what? I, I, I felt the same way last night when I was watching it, but that's what I liked about it, um, the, the campiness and just kind of um, fun of it all. And it actually made me enjoy the reboot less. Like, really? I think I liked the movie less after watching this because this movie is just fun. And it just made me realize, like, how heavy-handed the new one was. As much as I liked it, I was like, the, it, you know, I remember when we talked about it, I said, like, it's just missing that fun aspect. But, man, it really needed some 
more lightheartedness. I don't know. I, I I look at this movie like I look at like the sixty sixth Batman, you know, or something like that. And I love that's my favorite Batman. So maybe I just have an affinity for it. But see, I had the opposite where I okay. watched and I was like, and we talked about this about the the new movie about how much time they spent on the characters, and there actually was character development and growth, and they had art, like there was more going on in this the Mighty Morphin movie. It's like even their dialogue, all they ever seem to say to each other is like, "Oh no, where should we go? Let's go that way." <laughs> It's like, that's well, all they say. And true, I'm a frog. True, but, yeah, I'm a frog. They, uh, they didn't, it's not an origin story, though. So you already know all the characters. True. You already know everything. It's just kind of another, it's a long show. And, and that was one, I really liked the pacing of the movie, even though it was so fast. But it just, things happened really quickly. And I don't know, it just, it worked. Isn't there a, like a sexually charged moment between Tommy and Kimberly at some point in the movie? Yeah, kind of. I remember of. thinking of, thinking that as a kid, like, oh, are they finally going to kiss or something like that? There's yeah. also like when they're, I notice like little things as an adult now, like when they're rollerblading, like they, they show them from behind jumping over the wall. <laughs> and every time they go to the girls, like as soon as they start to bend over, it just cuts away real quick. And like, I guess they didn't want it to be like any sexualization or something like that. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's weird, these little things you not, you notice as an adult. It's like yeah. a whole new movie. Well, you mentioned Dulcia earlier, mm-hmm. their guide on this yeah. alien planet. Very scantily clad. Yeah. Big time. I mean, maybe that was they threw that in there for the parents who would be taking the kids. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm sure my just, dad enjoyed it. Yeah. And probably, he took me yeah, on my yeah. seventh birthday. I was I was thinking, like, I wonder if Jason David Frank was with her. I wonder if Jason David Frank was with probably. Kimberly. And I'm just, like, checking them off in my head. I'm like, yeah. Laying some pipe on this ancient <laughs> alien world. Yeah. You yeah. Know? <laughs> I mean, the movie did make me want to skydive. Like, well, so that's my first note. Like, that's when, before I rewatched the movie, anytime I thought of the movie, that's the image I had in my head was yeah. Tommy on that board in the sky. And I was like, man, that's so cool. That was and, in the uh, trailer. I remember yeah, as a yeah. kid, like, and I was like, oh, that what was are they the doing? coolest right? part. Yeah. And it, it just opened with such a bang. Like, you know, and I, 20 years later, that's what I clearly remember from the movie. So they did a good job. But I also thought it was really funny. Like, and obviously they did this throughout the show all the time, but like they're in the plane with Bulk and Skull and like they're just in tracksuits that look literally like they're just full pink. Full, like, how does nobody put this together? I always thought that. And then yeah. it also <laughs> like, uh, um, during the show i haven't watched the show in a while but like do they ever interact with i know it's because of the footage and stuff like that but with like the townsfolk every once in a while there's like, a couple there's a couple of assorted random characters like there was a character that was a total MacGuffin that or, or a total sorry not wrong word a total red herring that you were supposed to think was going to be the white ranger richie or the green ranger it was one of the others white there i remember this yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if we're talking about the same one i think so no we are yeah. we are and I think he, it was rich or richie yeah and he was, exactly. it looked like yeah, they made it seem like he was gonna be he the was like friends with trini or something and you were like oh my god he's gonna be the new ranger and then he just disappears so, mm-hmm. so they would have shit like that and like ernie obviously they'd interact with and bulk and skull and well as rangers teachers. Though, oh as rangers Not like the the kids because like like that's the thing like nobody ever puts together like hey tommy's always wearing green He's always disappearing he's always with the this pink girl. Yeah, like, yeah. I just, it's weird. I know. And dre- like, and in this movie, I mean, dressed head to toe in white. Like this huge flowing white yeah. cut-off shirt. <laughs> yeah. White pants? White, white pants. White helmet when yeah. they're doing the skydiving. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're literally just missing the faceplate. I guess they're just fans of the Power Rangers, you know? They made their own little <laughs> click. Yeah. That's it. I, you know what? We can, I think that's a, a reasonable karate and explanation. Acrobats. <laughs> karate and friendship for everyone. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, so yeah, we open with that big skydiving number. It goes on for a while. They spend some time on that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's for such a briskly paced movie. It's like ten percent of the movie at least. <laughs> they play that whole Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah. song. That's another note. I mean, the soundtrack was pretty good too. It was. Yeah. It was the first time I'd heard a lot of these songs, and now they're burning my brain. Yeah. So when they play, I think yeah, of the movie weird. like 
10 years, 10 years later, or, or like, you know, I guess I came out when I was seven years old. So like 10 years later, I'm in a car and like that Van Halen song plays. And I'm like, yeah, I'm playing the Power Rangers soundtrack right now. <laughs> I was like, no, it's just a Van Halen song. Speaking mm-hmm. of the Power Rangers soundtrack is the first CD I ever bought. Oh, really? Not album I ever bought, but first actual physical CD because I love that shampoo song that's in the credits, Trouble. <laughs> I love that song. I know every word still. Yeah. And after I watched nice. the movie, I went and watched, if you're, if you're ever bored, go on YouTube and watch the Power Rangers version of the video. Because uh, it was like a big single in England, so there's two videos for it. Then there's a Power Rangers video, and it's just like Ivan Ooze dancing and like Alpha <laughs> dancing with explosions, and all the Rangers just dancing. It's the funniest thing That's in the great. world because they're all so out of character. Nice. <laughs> so they they filmed this movie in Australia, mm-hmm. and it's not hard to tell the the Australian actors they used didn't make much of an effort to <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> to, to do an American didn't. accent. Which is I, kind of funny. I wonder if that would set a precedent, though, because now the show is filmed in Australia and New Zealand. Yeah. Like, I wonder if they were just like, oh, it's way cheaper to film this stuff down here. Might be. Funny enough. So the three-parter that I mentioned, The Return of the Green Ranger, uh, they filmed that in Australia while they were doing the movie. Some episodes were being filmed simultaneously. Oh, really? And like all these, or at least a number of these colonial Angel Grove citizens, like clearly have Australian accents. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> But I was thinking about that. It's funny. I should, I wanted to look that up too because like I don't know how they fit fit in the filming of the movie with the show. I guess because they really didn't have to film much for the show. No. So they, it's probably exactly what they did. They filmed both at the same time. So that's interesting. Yeah, I think they seem like they were pretty efficient productions. Like, yeah. <laughs> kind of well, bang those out. You know what I find interesting about the, the movie? And uh, I remember, I even remember as a kid being like, oh man, this is cool, but I really wish that the movie had, you know, Jason, Zach, and Trini in it instead, because they had just recently mm-hmm. replaced them with, uh, what are they, uh, Rocky, Adam, and Aisha. The, they got replaced on the show like five or six months before the movie came out. Yeah. So I really, back to your point of filming, like they must have just come onto the show right away and be like, you got to film 10 episodes and also this movie. You know? Well, yeah, the uh, that's probably where like the pay disputes even might have arise from because like we're making a movie and they tried to renegotiate and they're like, get out of here. Because I know I think uh, Rocky he said that um, he just showed up to an audition. He didn't even know it was for the Power Rangers. It was just I forget what it was. And then they were like, all right, you're a Power Ranger, and he's like, all right, oh, cool, <laughs> changed my life. So, yeah, actually, speaking of uh, Steve Cardenas, who played Rocky, uh, Chris, we were talking about this when I had Brian O'Day on the show uh-huh. a little while back, because he was the body man for him at <laughs> Undiscovered Realm Comic Con the first year. Yeah. Uh, so muscle. we talked about we talked about that a little bit. And then this Muscles. year at uh, Undiscovered Realm, um, I didn't talk about this on one of the podcasts, but one of the Westchester County Center security guys mistook me for Power Ranger. Oh, really? And I was very honored. Yeah, you know, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. All right, I appreciate it. You're built. Well, no, but you you have you look similar enough, I guess. Where (laughs) that's funny. Did he? What did he do when he mistook you? Nothing really. He was like, "Oh, you're the Power Ranger." No, no. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'm here to do a panel. (laughs) There you go. When you were a kid, did you ever think someone would think you're a Power Ranger? You know? No, it was pretty cool. Well, that's right, because you had uh, had the Blue Ranger this year. Yeah, maybe you look like a mash between Steve Cardenas and David Yost. But so, yeah, this Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie uh, filmed in Australia, set outside the continuity of the TV series. I wonder if people were confused by that. I was confused. I was I was very I, confused. I, I, I think I was just so excited. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. And as we said, they so they did use very, very poor CGI uh, for all the, the Zord scenes. It's funny because, you know, you watch the show and those Zord scenes are not the best, but then you watch the CGI and it's like, man, I miss those, yeah. those battle scenes from the show. I would take that over the CGI. They were so cartoonish. Practical effects all day. 
most CGI from the early to mid '90s looks bad. Yeah, looked bad at the time. Like yeah. that's one of the problems. Well, I that was have. the like, beginning a- of it. Alien though. Three. Yeah, like yeah. those first movies to use CGI didn't look good at the time. Even, and even, this was done on like probably yeah. a fraction of the well, budget. Yeah, exactly. Even like early 2000s CGI doesn't hold up at all. But then you watch 80s movies and they look phenomenal yeah. on Blu-ray because it's all puppets mm-hmm. and stuff. So it's it's weird. And you mentioned Turbo before. Like they, they went back to a practical Zord effect in that movie. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, and it looked a lot better. Probably because it, it led into the TV show. Yep. So they're probably just using the same stuff. But um, yeah. Yeah, and of course, as we uh, acknowledge, the Rangers did have different uh, different style costumes uh, with these weird accessories. So, uh, yeah, Aisha had a light on her helmet, mm-hmm. which came in handy when they yeah. were walking through that parking garage, parking yeah. garage for like ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. And uh, yeah, so uh, Billy had the what was it? The it taser. Was a taser. It was like a like a stega stinger or something. I think was the name of it. Because yeah. they, because naturally they call out the name. And yeah, they yell Stegas very loud. Yeah, I'm actually pretty sure that's what it's called. I'm gonna have to Google that after. Uh, yeah, I, I must have like looked down when that one happened because I just remember the Red Ranger and the Yellow Ranger's powers. But uh, but did they all do something? They probably did. I don't know if every single one got a thing, but most did. Yeah, I mean the scanner for Rocky, yeah. the the light for Aisha, the taser, the whip. Mm-hmm. I don't know that um, Adam had anything. Well, Tommy has enough. What more yeah, does, what more does that guy need? <laughs> Flying talking Yeah, Saba sword. made an appearance. Yeah. 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 For a second. He doesn't show up again at the end, does he? He doesn't Saba? at the end. Yeah. No, because no, they don't... Does He, he doesn't have Saba anymore. Does, does he yeah. still use Saba? When yeah, he I think he still uses it in the show. Yeah, it's all a blur. Yeah, that's a, it's funny you mention that too because it really is all a blur. Like I like I don't remember specific episodes really as much as, as I Arcs. do. Yeah, you know, outside of the classic stuff. Yeah. And then, of course, so at that point, they, uh, you know, they, they meet the villain of the piece, Ivan Ooze, and then they lose their powers when Ivan infiltrates the command center and wrecks the place. Yeah. A couple things about that. Yes. For one, for such a campy, weird movie, Ivan Ooze is awesome. Yeah, he's right. And, like, they, he just did an amazing acting job. Like, he's just <laughs> so into it. Well, you know who that is, right? Yeah, That's yeah. the bad guy from Raiders of the Lost yeah. Ark. Yeah, yeah. It's just so funny, though. Like, he was, he was phenomenal. Even yeah, as an adult, great. I'm like, man, this guy's awesome. And, um, but I thought it was really funny that he's, he's out for like five minutes and then he does what like Rita and Zed have been trying to do for like three seasons and like he just destroys Zordon, he breaks the command center, he removes their powers and it's just like, all right. But, um, also, uh, I found it really funny that he's just like buried there and then Zordon's like, we need to go get him immediately. And then like, they're just, <laughs> it's all of a sudden it's nighttime. They've clearly just been talking for like four hours cause it was like early afternoon and then, like, they give him enough time for Reed and Zed to go wake him up. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Go get him immediately. And then whoever buried him there buried all his, like, uh, morph powers or whatever right next to him. So they had to go look for it. Yeah, like, ectomorphicons. Put him on the other side of the planet. It's too convenient. Yeah. <laughs> but to back to, like, what you mentioned about Ivan Ooze, like, yeah, he's still awesome. He's the best part of that yeah. movie. My, I, I just, my dad still talks about Ivan Ooze. My dad doesn't <laughs> even remember like movies he saw last week. That's but like, funny. He'll see this movie out and be like, "Oh, Ivan Ooze, this is great. He was so funny." You know? Yeah, yeah. It was like very like Robin Williams esque or something mm-hmm. like that. But like, such a good job. Like, I was so impressed by it. I'm like, wow, man. They should have brought him back on the show. Should have, yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. And to your point about like, I think I mentioned this last time we were talking about the new Power Rangers movie. It always weirded me out when it, they break in and when he breaks in and destroys the command center that Zordon was just in the tube the whole oh, time. Yeah. He's, yeah. Just, he's just there the, the whole time. Who knew? It's like the Wizard of Oz. I know. We talked about that last time. Like that freaked me out as a kid. Yeah. I know. It was so weird to see him like that. And I like how like they have Billy with this quick throwaway line. Like, oh, he's out of his time warp. It's like, is that what it is? Like, 
Wait, really? I don't even remember that. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. He's out of his time warp. That's why he was seen in that form. I don't know. And he's Jesus. aging rapidly. Mm. Yeah. But I know it was kind of freaky. Wearing a weird like turtleneck dress. You know? <laughs> yeah. I have a theory that Zordon hates Alpha. Because <laughs> if you were Zordon, wouldn't you? He well, like that's all he's got. I, I know, but he's <laughs> get tired of it after a while. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's all been like jokes. He's such a worry wart. He's so easily excited. <laughs> and even in the movie, he's like, "No one can get in Zordon." And then Ooze comes. Yeah. Right yeah. Like, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> don't say the one thing you're never supposed seconds. to say in yeah. a movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's really kind of useless. I don't know, but yeah, I know it was very freaky to see Zordon uh, in that form. Never, never referenced, mentioned ever again. No. It does allow, though, for one of the few moments of, like, true emotion when the rangers gather around him and Kimberly says, you've been like a father to us. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I noticed that, too. It was actually really sad. And and I also thought about, like, they didn't even question, like, they're like, all right, well, we need to go to this place. We have just enough power to get you there. (laughs) But if you don't get the powers, you can't come back. And they're like, all right. Like... They didn't think about it at all. Like, man, <laughs> maybe we should tell our parents. Like, nothing. Like, we're, we're all just going to disappear forever. Uh, whatever. Bro, I don't even think they have parents on the show. Yeah. There may be referenced once or twice. I think That's Billy's true. parents get mentioned once. That is true. He's always, like, what working on doing? inventions in his garage. <laughs> but that's really it. Yeah, that's true, actually. It's real convenient. They don't care that they're always out. And... They're really healthy, though, because they only drink juice. Yeah. They don't ever eat. <laughs> and they never out. eat on the show. They just do karate and drink juice. <laughs> yeah, Wow. Yeah, They're such good kids. They really yeah. are just such good kids. Just awesome. help people. Yeah. So they go to this alien planet to seek out the great power, since their power source has been destroyed by Ivan Ooze. It, it kind of, I don't mean to be nitpicky, but it kind of bothered me that Ooze's Tengu warriors flew to the other oh, planet. yeah, yeah. God, just, I never thought about that. They just flew. And so not only, like, how were they able to breathe in space? I know I'm overthinking this, but not only, how were they able to survive in space, but they come back There's not long parts. after. Like, yeah, like that. they're quick. They're real quick. Where is this planet? Yeah, they can fly really fast. Well, I guess they are on the moon, right? When they're with Rita and stuff. So yeah, they can they get a little head space. start. They're right? like the birds on Game of Thrones. They yeah. just pew. It's convenient. Yeah. yeah, but they could have just teleported there. You know, it's, yeah. I don't know. Very slowly flying down. Well, clearly to they had like that... five days to write this script and get it into production, <laughs> like because they had a strike while the iron was hot. So, I mean, and the, the the planet that they're in in no way resembles the coast of Australia. You know, <laughs> it's true. Uh, we didn't talk about the other original character in the movie, Fred. Fred the Kid. Oh, God. yeah. Yeah. Not Fuck a fan. That kid. I feel like it was just a pre... Well, <laughs> we didn't talk about this, but I, I can't stand the kid in Turbo. And I feel like he was the precursor to the kid yeah, in Turbo. Yeah, well, when I started... I remember somebody telling me that a kid becomes the Blue Ranger in Turbo. And I was like, oh, maybe it's this kid. That makes sense. Because like at the end when Tommy's like, I hear you're next in line to be a Ranger. I was like, okay, that makes sense. Why wouldn't they just tie that in? I guess because there's no continuity, but it seemed yeah. like an obvious... Uh, Poor, poor Fred. Tommy just filled him with false hope. Yeah, you're gonna was, be the next Ranger kid. Never see him again. Was the uh, the kid from Turbo on the show? As, a, as yeah. the Ranger? Oh, really? Okay. Although I mean, I stopped watching by that yes. point. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, he was. He he debuted in the movie, like yeah. because the sh- the movie was a precursor to the so show, weird. and then he just started on the show. As you been the last time, they were still using Japanese footage, so they had to like make an excuse for him to grow eight inches every time into an adult every time he would morph. <laughs> did they did they actually make an excuse for it? No, there wasn't a story excuse, but he would morph, and then his legs would just extend <laughs> in the morphing animation. That's fantastic. Yeah. At least they thought of it. He wasn't just taller, but why would they just cast an adult? Was there a specific reason for this kid? I don't know. I guess it was someone at the studio being like when they made the movie, saying we got to get a kid in here so the kids kids who watch this movie yeah, can they... feel like they're interacting with the Power Rangers, and then it was like, why? 
don't we just go the extra mile and make a kid the Power Rangers and make the kid a Power Ranger and then he'll be your point of view character. Um, but he was so obnoxious. He was so effing uh, obnoxious. You know, speaking of morphing, I, it really made me laugh. At the beginning of the movie, before they lose their powers, they're fighting oozes, ooze monsters, mm-hmm. not the Tenga warriors. And they're getting their asses kicked and they need to morph. They spend so long morphing and flipping around that by the time they land and they're ready to fight, the monsters are gone. Yep. I actually really like that they did that because I always remember watching the show being like, what are the bad guys doing when they're morphing? <laughs> what are the bad guys doing when they're taking forever for these zords to assemble? Why don't you just attack one of the zords while it's separate and it's probably much weaker because it's only a fifth of the power and then it can't make the megazord because you destroyed a leg you know so i i thought that was really funny and it was kind of like a little nod to the, the show yeah that was amazing i don't know maybe the villains were always just in such awe yeah they were like on? look at this well, like, there's so much flipping around like that's i noticed that too because it literally cuts to a montage of them all just doing forward flips and then, like, even when they're rollerblading, they're, like, doing backflips off stairs. And they're just, like, who the hell does that? While it's wearing like, their Power Rangers colors, yeah. and nobody knew. Yeah, it's, it's nobody not efficient knew. at all. They're such show-offs. I guess Zordon didn't teach humility. Jeez. <laughs> keep no, a low profile. Hey, kids, yeah. keep a low profile. <laughs> yeah. Also, they go down, like, stairs on the rollerblades. And I'm like, man, if I was, I, how did I not try that as a kid and just kill myself? That was bad. Man. I remember thinking that, too. That's a liability. I don't know. But, yeah, that made me laugh, though, the whole morphing thing. A lot of whooshes. Whoosh. Whoosh. Oh. Literally every every well, movement generated one. The, the gloves when you were a kid, the Power Ranger gloves. Yes. Yeah, they did that. They would do that, yeah, when you so when you press your thumb into yeah. your, your palm. So I still have the White Ranger one somewhere. I thought it would have been great if at some point in the movie, the rest of the Rangers, uh, like they saw Tommy and Kimberly go off somewhere and they walked by and they just heard a lot of whoosh, 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 whoosh. And they were like, oh, they must be sparring. <laughs> just a, you know, a, little, a little nod. That would have been great. We should remake this movie. Yeah. You know, just like, do, it, do it all right. But yeah, just fix all the mistakes. Could make better CGI Zords on an iPhone oh, these yeah, days. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, I feel like we're breezing through this so fast because I don't know that there's, like, there's so much to of, talk about. I mean, there's really not a lot to talk about. There's not a lot of content to this movie. They, they fight a bad guy. He takes their powers away. They go to a different planet. They find powers. They come back. They win. It's very formulaic. It's much like an episode of Power Rangers in a lot of ways. Just longer. We're going to have to make this a double episode and talk about something else, too. Mm. I don't know what. Well, I'm sure we could find something else to talk about. All right. Well, we'll slow it down a little bit. So they, they, I mean, (laughs) they get to the planet. Um, I remember like Kimberly. Oh, that was the moment that I was talking about between Tommy and Kimberly. Like she gets picked up by one of the Tengu warriors and he rescues her and he like runs after it. She's flying away very slowly and clearly on wires. Um, and then he rescues her again later in the movie. And I was like, man, these guys got to kiss. Why wouldn't they just let them kiss though? In the movie, especially. I don't like why, why hold that back? Mm, I don't know. Kids. Yeah. Yucky. Or maybe we all just liked Kimberly so much we didn't. They didn't want yeah, to take that away from true. us. Yeah. Ah, maybe. She was pretty. Oh, there's also that throwaway joke where um, Ivan Ooze is like, "Oh, the cute one," and then Goldar's like, "Oh, you think she's cute too, huh?" Yeah. <laughs> and Ivan, and there's even this long awkward pause where Ivan just looks at him for a minute. And he's like, and then it just cuts away. It's really odd. That, that stood out to me for sure. That was speaking of her getting rescued though, she she is quite the damsel in distress. Despite being a fellow ranger, she needs a lot of rescuing. It's not a not a great yeah. message yeah. for young girls. Especially because she's rather capable in the show. Yeah. yeah. And there's another female ranger who's just yeah. kicking just as much ass as, the, as the fellows. Yeah. yeah, get get her to get kidnapped. Yeah. Well, thanks to Dulcia, they're able to uh embrace the animal 
the animal spirits within them. Oh, we're not even going to talk about the the really ridiculous like fight with the bone triceratops. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, oh, like, is that before? That's after though, right? No, no it's why they're on their journey after she leaves them. Right. And she's like, all Turns right, now you an have owl. to go here. Yeah. Okay. And they start, you know, looking for the things or whatever. I think they're looking. No, maybe they got the powers, but they're looking for the Zords. Or did they not no, even they have got, the powers? They yet? got the transitional outfit. They got yeah, like yeah. ninjutsu. They got the, the the ninja suits. I actually, uh, speaking of, I really like those outfits for some reason. They're cool, but I never understood what the point of that was, even on the show, because like they would. I think we talked about this last time. It's like why not just go to the your strongest possible Zord or form and just beat the bad guy yeah. right away? It's like we got to get into these like cool ninja suits, and then we got to get into our actual power ninja suits. Well. Like we said in the new movie, right? Zordon's like, you can't escalate or something. Yeah. Well, he didn't say that back then, but I guess maybe it was all screen. But yes. When they're in those ninja ball. suits in the show, is that Japanese footage or is that American footage? That's a good question. I feel like it was American footage. It would have had to be, right? Because they're mad, like their yeah, faces are somewhat covered, that. but they're not that, they're not completely covered. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was like American footage that they spliced into kind of, maybe they didn't have enough footage, so they kind of like beefed it up with some American footage. I true, I truly don't know the history of that, but I'd be interested to find out what it was. Yeah. I mean, I know it is funny to have like this pre-morph staging with separate set of costumes. More figures to sell. That's, that could be it too. And I, I like them. You know, and I always think at shows, I'm surprised you don't see more people dress up in those. And I finally saw like two months ago, like a whole group of, with with all of them, and I thought it was awesome. But yeah, you never see that, and I, I really like those costumes for some reason. I don't well, know. Ninjas are cool. The ninjetti garb. Yeah. Yep. And they had ninja zords and stuff. Well, we'll get to the zords. Yeah. We're almost there. But yeah. yeah, so they embrace their the animal spirits. They get these, and they they fight new costumes. Horrible CGI like mishmash of animals flies out and gives them their powers. Do you remember this? Like, yep. well, they fight the, the dudes in the doors. Yeah, they, yeah. Fight, they fight like these rock rock monsters, and then they beat them handily, and then they get their powers. I love when Tommy takes out one of them, and he shouts, Ninjetti Corkscrew Kick. And it, it's like, <laughs> he learns quick. Bro, you got these powers like two seconds ago. <laughs> you don't know what anything's called. Come on. <laughs> did, did, the, did the movie, like, we talked about this, how in the show, like, whenever they'd hit anything, it would just make sparks. Like, yeah. it would make a whoosh sound and, and sparks. Like, even just, like, a flat punch on a flat surface would generate sparks. <laughs> did, did the, was the movie like that, too? I don't even no, remember the time no. I had. Not a lot of sparks. I think it was a Japanese, Japanese thing. Yeah, they, they love, love their, their sparks. They love it. Yeah. <laughs> they love their squibs. Um. Yeah. The, Jesus. But that, then, yeah. The, the, so the, the 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 Zord beast things fly out, and it's also awful CGI. But it's not as bad because they're not trying to put it like a metallic finish mm-hmm. on them. And they give them their powers, and then they get exactly the same costumes back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Didn't look any different. <laughs> new coins. Yeah, well, they yeah they had new new coins in the chest, which they didn't have in the show. They didn't even have a logo of on the chest, right? They they really? just had the di- they just had the diamond, right? And then in the movie, their, their armor had oh like, yeah, yeah 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 the pterodactyl the, the triceratops. That, yeah, that's why I'm and getting then, confused. Yeah. And yes. then when they get the ninja powers, they're just the exact same costumes with that was different a nice animals touch too. Yeah, I think they probably emulated that later on. Maybe yeah, I think so. Maybe we clearly did a lot of research for this. Yeah, I, know. I just watched it, you know, and like yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We might have to do another episode yeah. after we look up all of these things. But so this planet that they go to, again, Alpha describes as, you know, this place, you know, you might not come back. And when they get there, Dulcia is like, everyone else has failed. Do you feel like the trials they faced lived up to what was what was presented to us, what was described? Because it seemed like it was not not so challenging. Not they're at the, all. They're the Power Rangers. 
That's not true. Everyone else wasn't not the Power all. Rangers. Okay. That's true. That also, attitude. That teenage attitude. Yeah. They meet the person. There's the one person on this one planet they're supposed to meet almost immediately, yeah. <laughs> like five minutes after landfall. She tells them exactly what they have to do. It seems like they were on this planet for less than a day. Like I, they think they were. Well, they, but, there's a there's at least one nighttime scene when they're on the planet. Yeah, yeah. And when, then so they're on the they're on the planet for a day and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, on back on Earth, all hell breaks loose in a day and a half. That's all it takes. Yeah, well, they had a long trek to that very phallic temple where they had to get their powers. It's just kind of shooting up there in the middle of all the trees. And I felt like they were walking awfully slowly, given you know, given how pressing things were. I mean, Zordon's clinging to life back on Earth, and they're just kind of stuck from time, apparently. Yeah, out of his time warp. Mm. And I don't know. I feel like a little jog might might have been warranted. A light, a light jog. A light jog. Yeah. Got or these just, sweet new track suits, you know. Teleport there. She's got all these powers. She can turn into an owl. I'm pretty sure she can uh, help you out a little. Transfer them there. Carry carry one of you. You got to fill the movie out somehow. I know, and I love how she's this this alien owl being. (laughs) I I I can't imagine she has much frame of reference for American pop culture yet. When uh, Adam complains, he's like, oh, like, I'm a frog. She's like, well, but the frog becomes a prince when you kiss him. It's like, how would you know that? (laughs) Where does that come from? She's That's been the, getting bootleg Disney movies. It's so. the kind of thing I never pick up on as a kid. <laughs> yeah, and I don't just I don't know. I just got you just got to go with it, I guess. Yeah. No, I know. If you overanalyze it, but I don't know. Well, we're I, overanalyzing. We are, it right now. but it's fun. I don't know. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. I mean, you know, it's fun to watch it as a kid and just be in, um, like, just be amazed. And just get sucked into it. And then it's fun to watch it as an adult and be like, oh, man, like, that's ridiculous. Well, why don't we talk about, like, the circumstances under which, because we're, we're, we're rocketing towards the climax of this movie. So why don't we talk a little bit about, like, the circumstances under which we saw it or when sure. it came out? Because I, like, this is one of the first, I was seven years old. It came out, like, the day after my seventh birthday. I went with my dad and my sister. This is one of the first times I ever remember being like super hyped for a yes. movie, like having to go see a day one, you know, like being aware of a movie marketing campaign in a way that I really hadn't been before. Like, I mean, outside of a couple Disney movies that came out that were phenomenons like the Lion King or Aladdin or something yeah. like this is the first time I was like, they're making this movie. I have to go see it. I have to buy all of the toys. I did buy all of the toys. You know, we talked a lot about toys last time, but I, I don't know. It just, it was, it kind of changed for me, at least just made me aware of going to the movies and seeing movies in a theater. Yeah. I was in a similar boat and that was another thing I noted down. I have a crystal clear memory of the morning it came out. You know, there were no like Thursday night shows back then, like Friday morning, 10 AM, you know, 8 AM. I got on the bus with my best friend and my grandfather. We took two buses. We went to cross County. We were there for the 10 o'clock and the first show that you could possibly have seen. Like I was not messing around. It was like the middle of the summer, right? I yeah. might, or like, right, like when school ended, you know. Yeah, you want to hear something crazy? I may have been in that you, that theater. You with may you. have been. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was eleven, yeah, so a little older, but still a kid. But yeah, and and I just remember just being blown away. I'm like, oh. and then I remember leaving and just like the, the surf. I mean, the the you know the skydiving board and blah, that stuff, that burned in my head even then. But uh, yeah, I was so excited, and and I went back and same thing. I told everybody like, oh man, you got to see the pirate. Like, how'd you see it already? And nobody believes you because they're little kids, you know. And, uh, but it was great. And you're right. It was just one of the most hyped I ever was. And nothing else as a kid is really coming to mind that got me that excited. Yeah. No, I mean, same as you guys. Although it's funny, I don't specifically remember the experience of watching it in the theater. It's like, I know I saw it in theaters, but I don't, but I don't really remember that so much. But what I do remember is getting the Happy Meal toys. Oh yeah. 
always going back to the toys. And then Power Rangers was the first bootleg movie I ever owned. My oh yeah, parents you had got the bootleg? it. I feel like my like my dad got it in the city or something. Something like that. And delis and stuff too. Always yeah, have. and I didn't even like realize that it was a bootleg. They I come in that so... hard plastic case. <laughs> yeah, but it was one of those. I mean, you know, again, back in the mid '90s, I mean, it was someone holding a video camera, you know, in a theater, and you see, you know, heads, you know, people walking by. But yeah, that those are the toys and the bootleg are the things that I remember most about it, and then just being excited. Yeah, no, I remember the, uh, it's funny when I was watching the CGI scenes at the end where like the, uh, or when they first get the powers and the ape, I guess like drops down on somebody or something. And I just remember that toy from McDonald's really well. And they had the, I think the pogs were during the movie too. Yep. You went and you got the Power Ranger pogs and the VR Trooper pog at McDonald's. I remember going there and I kept, (laughs) I kept lying to the lady at the counter. I'd be like, they didn't give me my uh, pogs and my Happy Meal. She'd be like, okay, here's another one. And then you get like the guy who just didn't want to be annoyed and just give you like a handful. You're supposed to get one per visit and give you like 10 and I would be like, yes. So yeah, the toys are all that mattered. I mean, the fact that the movie exists at all, I mean, just shows that our excitement was shared by so many others. Like this thing was so popular. Well, you know, what's funny. I just tried to look up the box office for it. I believe when I looked last night, it, was, it made $30 million, which was like a big hit for it. But that's nothing. Like that's like one day at the movies now, you know, and even without inflation, let's say it was $5 to go to the movies. That's still like making sixty million now, and like that's nothing. It's kind of what the new Power Rangers movie made, yeah. isn't it? Didn't it yeah. make like sixty, sixty-five million? But they spent like one hundred and twenty yeah. on it. This probably which, costs like five, <laughs> like which three is insane. Times as much. Yeah. So I don't know, but um, it's just funny. Like, as big of a phenomenon as it was, you know, it's like, I guess it didn't make that much money. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, it's it, I I wasn't aware of that as a kid, you know. It was just kind of omnipresent. It was just always, you know, Power Rangers everything. And it carried over for me. I know we talked about last time how I ended up watching Power Rangers a lot longer than anybody else. I actually saw Turbo in the movie theater. Yeah, I didn't I never saw it until last night. Huh. And uh I'm now I'm trying to figure out where exactly I stopped watching this show because it must have been before Zio. I know we went through this last time, but I really have to go back and watch the series again just to be like, that's it. That's where I stopped. I, I want to know why I stopped so bad. I need to analyze this. You just kind of like fade away from it. Yeah, but you it's know? so weird, you know? We keep talking about this, but how could you be so into something and then just not? I don't know. I'm going to figure it out, though. I have the DVDs. Now I got a reason to go watch them all. There you go. I mean, as we've discussed, like they as much as we enjoyed them as kids i mean they are super simple and repetitive so maybe it's just a matter of like at a certain point like you've seen the same formula so many times that you're just like okay i get it especially as you get older so after the new power rangers movie came out i went back and i started like watching some newer power rangers seasons on netflix because they're all on netflix and i was like well let me go and see like are there power rangers seasons that are really well regarded and well liked from the past like five ten years and there are like there's one that is like a it's like a post-apocalyptic Terminator thing almost where they live in like a walled city and robots took over. And I was like, oh, that's a cool like setup for Power Rangers. And I watched it and I was like, yeah, it's Power Rangers. It's like very, <laughs> like still, it's the same formula. It is what it is. You know? But yeah, I, I see a lot of people at conventions that have watched like every episode of every season and like, yeah, they know everything. But like, it's really surprising for, for a simplistic as hell kids show that's reusing half the footage, how serial it actually is. Because like even going until at least space, I guess, like, there were playbacks like Reed and Zed show back up. They go away. Like, um, what's her name again from Turbo? Diva Talk. Diva Talks is friends with Rita, and like, even I think in the movie she calls Rita on the phone to ask for advice. Like, um, and Zed's like snoring on the couch or something. And uh, it's it, you know 
it, it's very serial. Like they, you know, they play back even like, you no know, Zordon's still there. Then he goes away, he comes back. Like this Ranger shows back up. And I was really surprised in the triple movie to see, um, um, Austin St. John and Kimberly randomly show up too. Yeah, that's right. They are in it. They are yeah, not as not at all as Rangers. No. no, they're a big part of the movie, but they're not Rangers, which is all the funnier when you think about how Austin St. John came back a little bit later and to be, Oh no, no, it was before that though. Right. So, no, it was yeah, Zio. it was before that. He was the Gold Ranger on Zio, so he and they yeah. never referenced that he had been the Gold Ranger. In yeah, that, in that show. like very until very recently. Like, yeah, uh, it says like I think like she's like I caught former Rangers like I'm going to use them as bait or something like that in the movie, but like I I didn't realize that he even had come back that soon after everything happened. So I guess they were like, oh shit, we made a mistake. You know, it's <laughs> funny because. Turbo is right after Zio, correct? Correct. And he's, I mean, he's in Zio up until the end. Until the yeah. end, yeah. So it's just really weird. I, and I will admit I was half watching um, Turbo because the first half just really, I was like, I don't know how I'm doing this. Um, but um, why, why, does anybody remember why Kimberly and him are just randomly scuba diving together on this random area where Divatox just happens to be? Nope. Okay. Unclear. I've never seen it. I thought it, I just so missed I something. Yeah. You should watch it. I'm, kind, I'm curious. It's yeah. really interesting. But it's really weird because the first half of the movie is just not, they don't even, they're not even Power Rangers. They don't suit up. They don't, nothing for like maybe two thirds of a movie. It's like the new movie. Yeah. But I mean, again, not an origin story. <laughs> like everybody knows who they are already. And like, like Rocky gets hurt in the first five minutes. Like he hurts his back and he's out of the whole movie. And like Billy's not even in it. I didn't realize he was gone by that point already. Yeah. But and, he, no, he wasn't. Cause I think he's in the turbo show as like, hanging out oh, in the command he's, center yeah he's like the advisor operations. or something like that, that yeah. was no that was zeo was he that zeo yeah he yeah. left during zeo yeah, they yeah, aged yeah. Him. I, he actually I, so again started researching everything where he left because he didn't want to deal with another six months of shooting the movie is one of the quotes oh really yeah i can't blame him there so uh he said everyone was being very mean to him and uh he didn't want to be there anymore hmm. so um you know I, I don't know how deep you want to get into this but i i didn't realize like how much he went through like he, yeah yeah, it's crazy. It's fucked up. Have you ever yeah. researched it? Like, not really. I mean, I saw like a bit of an interview that he did, but that's about well, like, it. I mean, he, apparently, he said like everybody, you know, was teasing, you know, teasing him for being gay and all this other stuff, even though he wasn't, you know, officially out of the closet and things like that. And um, and like he he went to like gay conversion therapy for two years, and then like got locked in a psych ward for five months or something, oh my God. or five weeks maybe, because like it didn't work, and like he was really screwed up from this show. Like I had no idea. You know, I knew like the you know basic outline of all this, but yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, and I didn't. He didn't even start doing anything Power Rangers related until like three years ago. He did the first convention, and then since then he's been doing them. But yeah, it's, it was actually a big deal because he would he wanted nothing to do with it. So yeah, it's there's there's so much going on that when I started researching, it was like a rabbit hole. Like three hours after the movie, then it's like six in the morning. I'm just clicking on Wikipedia articles, like learning about how Zordon dissipates. And but yeah, did it tell movie. you where he got his turtleneck? No, no. That's an ancient turtleneck. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go through the time Alpha warp. Alpha bought it for that. him in like very... 2000 BC <laughs> like, for Christmas. Like, like an ancient L.L. Bean. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we've been talking about what, what the Rangers were up to in the movie, getting their new powers and all of that. But back on Earth, Ivan Ooze, of course, was uh, carrying out his dastardly plan to get free construction labor. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. He's got all these powers, but he can't dig fast. So he needs all the parents of Angel Grove to dig for him. Um, so he turns them all into zombies by tricking the kids into bringing home ooze. 
That's that's what happens. I love I love this so much when Fred's dad discovers the ooze and like he smells it, yeah. right? and then he shoves his, his fingers <laughs> so far into that tub of ooze. It's like so. It's like just overkill. It's like what are you doing? Yeah. But like the plan in and of itself <laughs> makes no sense. You have an army of bird people and just ooze monsters. Drop the ooze everywhere. <laughs> An or have them supply. dig an <laughs> unlimited labor. supply. Why use, your, why use their labor? <laughs> and then, like, he's just like, "I'm done with you guys." That was another thing. Like, "I'm done with you guys now. Go leap to your death." And they're walking around the town for like four hours. <laughs> <laughs> this movie moves so fast, but these guys are just well, they taking the most scenic route possible <laughs> through town to get to the cliff. And then all the kids are like, "All right, let's try and hold them back." And like, they're gonna hold back all their parents walking off the cliff. It's just the most ridiculous thing ever. Well, you know, maybe they were trying. Maybe the parents were fighting the mind control, and they were oh, purposely yeah. slowing themselves down. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> Could be. But yeah, I, I thought that was pretty good too. There's a lot of a lot of potholes. <laughs> I know that bugged me too. For as powerful as he was, he still he could just couldn't just, he lazy. couldn't get those. What were they called again? The demorphicons or something? Yeah, <laughs> the, the the something morphicon yeah. crystals or I, I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. You know, I was watching it last night and I was like, oh, maybe I should like pay attention or listen to it again and make it. And I'm like, you know what? It's nonsense. I'm not gonna worry about it. <laughs> the morphicons. That's all we need to know. Yeah, and I also like <laughs> he traps Rita and Zed in a in a snow globe. For the and whole movie. I, yeah, and then at the end, they're like, go Rangers. <laughs> and then like the next day, they're like, let's kill the Power Rangers. Yeah, you know, we're jumping ahead a little bit, but I feel like this was one of the first movies or, that had a, a mid credit scene. Cause oh, the, yeah. Because like, like a good chunk of the credits, like the main credits uh, at the end. That's true. Run through. Mm-hmm. And then we see Goldar sitting on the throne and then uh, Zed back. and Rita come. Yeah, and then we get into the rest of the credits. That's how it ties the, into yeah. that, that song I was talking about, Trouble. Oh, really? yeah. like, uh oh, and then in the song it goes, "We're in trouble." Yeah, do, but they do they cut back into the song because the song hits right after, right when the credits start, doesn't it? I, I think it goes back into it again. That's funny. No, no, there's a different song. That's what I thought actually. Uh-huh. There's a different song playing until that mid credit scene. It's probably like a quarter credit scene, and then it it goes into the song fully. But yeah, we yeah. also didn't talk about the um the the pig the pig henchman oh, that never yeah. showed up before or after yeah, yeah. I, I was trying to think of that because they had the other one with like the big roman mohawk thing you know yeah. helmet like and uh what wh- i thought maybe he was just like an upgraded version of that but nope. why is there just they had so many villains with them in the show why why did they choose one random pig and goldar there had to be a reason and i i wonder what it is we need, we need to really go talk to somebody about all this yeah, stuff we need to find the screenwriter <laughs> and you know Whatever episode of, you know, NCIS he's writing this week. And Probably get him on. I know. know. We need to do this. It's like as fun as this podcast is. Roast them, like, though. imagine how much better it would be if we were like, oh, what yeah. were you thinking? Yeah, well, we did a lot of crack that night. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of coke and we're playing with Nickelodeon Gak and we're like, we should make a movie out of this. <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel like the, the tone is important. So instead of like, what were you, th-? it's like, what, uh, what were you thinking there? What were you going for? Is like, you know, what what was your idealized I, version of this? Like, I, was this the first draft? And you were just like, boom, nailed it. Maybe know? they just didn't want to make all these costumes. Because, again, it's Japanese footage. So yeah. they had to redo all this stuff. I mean, like Goldar looks... Goldar, out of everybody, looks... Almost, I don't know. Rita and Zed do, too, I guess. I do remember thinking, like, that's definitely not Rita. Because it was a different yeah. actress. And yeah. I just remember, I remember like, being very aware that oh, it was well, not Rita. Do yourself a favor and please watch the footage where they turn human. Because oh, really? it is wonderful. She's just like this young Asian girl. And then Zed is 
<laughs> I, I don't even know how to do it justice. I know. Um, yeah, I know. What it, you're it's about. insane. He's just like this old white guy in like a with a like a sweater tied around his neck, and he's just like, "Let's dance," and they just dance away <laughs> while the Black Ranger's just standing there, like, "What the hell's going on?" It's it is insane. Oh, that's fantastic. And then um, Diva Tox turns. She's just in a dress, and she's like, "I'm human," and she's running through the forest. It's she, the I mean, she was always human. Ever. She just I know <laughs> all that happened was that armor came off <laughs> and the makeup, and that's it. It's it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever That's seen. Great. I mean, yet another, I'm sure, unanswerable question. Why do you think they went with different costumes for the Rangers in the movie? Because um, they had the regular costumes toys. on hand, so they could do different toys. I don't even know if it was a conscious decision, because the toys looked exactly the same. They just That's had true, they didn't finish. do the new thing. I think yeah. it was just that they had budget. Like, well, that they those didn't have those costumes, I saw Jason David Frank post a picture of them all, and they, I forget what he said, I think they were like, Hundred and twenty thousand dollars each, and there was like four per ranger because they had to have extra. Wow. Like they wasted so much money, and in the show, it's just spandex. I can go on eBay and get the costume for fifty dollars. Why did they spend that? And that was like, if the budget was like five million dollars, that's like a quarter of the budget on just costumes for the ranger. It's very odd. And then um, I was just at Disney World like three weeks ago, a month ago, and they had the pink and the uh, and one of them there. Oh yeah, and they have the. They're they have awful the, looking. Yeah, yeah. They look like they're gonna disintegrate if you just like look at them too long. But like I, they they didn't they look pretty good. I like the film, costumes a lot. You know? yeah. like no, they I'm, did. I'm pulling up a picture right here, so the, this is an auditory medium which you can't really hear. But they they look pretty good. No, I really yeah. I'm a fan of the costumes for sure. Oh yeah, I don't dislike them. Maybe it was a matter of they were they were like, oh, what do we do with this budget? Like, should we pay those kids more? And like, no, they're no, fine. They're locked in. <laughs> Let's just make new costumes. The uh, I mean, it, it works though. It made it stand out. So like, maybe that's it too. Like, they don't want kids or the parents to just think it's the TV show or something else. They want it to really stand out because that poster is burned in my head. I remember seeing it at the movie theater with the of all the helmets. Yeah, so good. Did you guys play the video game? I'm sure you both Hell did. Yeah. The yeah. movie game. Yeah, I don't remember the movie game. I had the regular one for Super Nintendo. Yeah. It was kind of the same style of game. It was like a Streets of Rage-y beat-em-up. Mm. No, I don't remember that. There were so many Power Rangers games that all came out in the same like year and a half. There must have been like well, that was four the... or five Super Nintendo and Genesis games. I mean, if you think, you know, it was this was only like a two-year thing, you know? Like, it's crazy how big it was, but it came and went quick. Anyway, we're getting off track. Yeah. No, I mean, we're pretty much at the climax of the movie. So, you know, the Power Rangers have, have gotten their new suits, their new Zords, which we're, you know, we'll, we'll meet in a moment. You know, they come back, they find Angel Grove destroyed, and uh, and they get to the Zords pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, they, there's no, uh, there's no like, fight with them in their costumes again, is there? They just no. kind of get there no. in the big, terrible CGI scorpion, and what was the other thing? It was a scorpion and, and some other kind of, like, bipedal... Yeah, it was so bad looking that I kind of stopped paying attention during those scenes. And then they just get in the Zords and they they fight them. Which, by the way, their Zords were not that cool. That that Megazord was lame as fuck. Can I curse? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's fine. Like, compared to, like, the dinosaurs, which were awesome, and even the second ones, which were, like... The turbo ones were cool, yeah. Well, no, there was the turbo ones, but then there was, like, the the ones... No, I mean the thunder, I'm sorry. The thunder, yeah, like the red dragon and the... the, What were they, like, the crane? No, because this was the crane. There was a red dragon, there was like the unicorn and like all this other crazy crap that made the Thunder Megazord, which was really sweet. And then it was like another pterodactyl or something. The yeah, Thunder Megazord was just not yeah. that cool. Well, it wasn't as bad as the Turbo one. Like when I started watching that too in the movie, and they're like, Turbo Red Car 77. <laughs> like it's, it's like so bad. It's Red Lightning, the know. Mountain Blaster, Ugh. Dune Star, <laughs> like Desert Wind. I'm trying to think if I can remember all these. Um, ah, I'm tapping out. 
I mean, plot-wise, I don't know that there's much left for us to discuss. You know, they they defeat Ivan. They they really thrust him into the path of the this comet well, that just happened to be passing by that Billy remembered. <laughs> oh yeah, well no, that's the whole the 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 whole undercurrent of the movie is that they're doing the skydive for this this comet fundraiser or something, which is yeah. like yeah. not Haley's comet. It's like Ryan's comet or something like that. And then he's like, oh, the comet's going to pass by right away. We should throw him into this comet. Um, we didn't talk about how the the awful like scorpion and whatever the hell zord transform together into a two zord megazord that then gets Ivan Ooze's face when he <laughs> oh, puts himself Yeah, into yeah, that was the, the worst of the CGI. <laughs> but it's really funny because um, he looks like Scary Terry from Rick and Morty. And he's like, you can run, but you can't hide. And I'm like, just say bitch. Like, I'm waiting for it so bad, and it just didn't happen. He looks exactly like it. When you rewatch it, you're going to die. That's all I can hear. fantastic. And then, of course, the movie finishes with this big fireworks display. The Rangers are celebrating. They tell the little kid he'll be the Power Ranger next. We'll never, see, never see him again. <laughs> fireworks go off. Van Halen plays. Van Hagar, I guess. They yes. spent a lot of money on that soundtrack, actually. Yeah, they sure did. It's actually, yeah, that is they, surprisingly. Yeah. That's where like half the money went. The suits and that. And that's it. Clearly none of it went to yeah, the Yeah, it's actual important things. <laughs> so, I mean, any other overall thoughts about... Because one thing I was thinking about, and we talked about how it's essentially just a, you know, a long episode of the show. And, I mean, yeah, like I agree, Chris. Like it was cool to see them skydiving, like all the rollerblading yeah. stuff, I guess. <laughs> that went Extreme on a little... sports were big in the 90s. That's true. But th- both of those things went on a little bit long for my taste. Like <laughs> I would have liked just a little bit more, or really any like character development or interaction yeah, I mean, it really is just they just you know where are we going like, what, what interactions yeah. would you want though you know where could they really do you know it's already established i don't know well now that i go back and i and i think about it the show didn't have all that much character development either no no you know? i agree but I, next yeah. to none yeah literally nothing changes i don't think for the whole series which is so why they I leave the new movie so much they were like they actually they they all had motivations and and had their own personalities like yeah they they were very generic teen a through through f you know which is fine i mean when i was a kid i didn't like i didn't think about that it didn't bother me but i but i knew in my head like looking at a, com- a comparable property like the Ninja Turtles, like they all had unique personalities and I could identify with one versus another. Like I liked Tommy more than the other Power Rangers, but I can't tell you why other than that he just looked cooler yeah. than the other ones, you know? A little more confidence, I think. Like if you could maybe pinpoint well, anything about him, like, yeah. I, and there's the leader. He was always the one. Well, it's like, oh, it'll be too. okay. He is the leader. And I was never a Red Ranger guy though, but I guess like the Green Ranger came in like really quickly anyway. Yeah. But, um, it, he as campy as it is, and none of them are great actors. He is like miles ahead of everybody else, uh, except Kimberly, I guess. But who's also an actor, an actual actress. But um, but yeah, it's I don't know. It's a weird show. We we you know maybe if we ever do another one of these, we should just watch like until space. Maybe we get the whole story arc. You know, we can really break it down. Hey man, space was cool. There's a lot of cool stuff in space. So at the end of the movie. You know, the Rangers save the day. They get back to the command center, but they're too late. Zordon is gone. But, of course, it's a Power Rangers movie, right? So he can't actually be dead. So Tommy, of course, rallies everybody, and he tells them that they've learned that nothing is impossible, and they all join hands, and their their animal ninja spirits within restore Zordon, and the entire, rebuild the entire command center. Powerful. Like magic. Oh, I've completely forgot about this. Don't they, wait, don't they not join hands? Don't they just kind of like do one of these together? Like just kind of like raise their hands? Yeah, I don't know if they actually hold hands, but they're... <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. And they like shoot 
shoot beams of holy yeah. light out of their chests, right? Like, is that how this happens? <laughs> I feel like it sends a bad message to kids, though. Like, I, it's totally. Like, it shouldn't just be like, oh, if you die, like, it's okay. Like, you know, just magically come back to life. <laughs> Hopefully, have magic ninja powers. Otherwise, you know, dad's not coming back to life. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like it was a weird. <laughs> a weird thing i don't know well i'm pretty sure pokemon taught me that like cockfighting was okay so yeah, i mean that's true. you know we, you, we can really br- we can break down the morals of all these shows much. yeah now, gave me this really sad image of like this kid's dad just dead and he's just standing there like i believe and he's crying <laughs> and, oh man it's really sad yeah and i mean this power <laughs> to bring back the dead i mean as everything else in this movie since it was out of continuity we don't see that referenced because that would come in hand well not that death was really an issue on the show but you know, it'd be nice to know that they could whenever they wanted. A ranger does die. Do, yeah. In, in oh, well, God, it's after I had really stopped watching. But in one of the seasons, like, a ranger does die. And they bring on an... She gets killed in battle or something. And they bring on an older ranger to replace her. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty that's, dark. That's a contract dispute. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Oh, speaking of, when, when Billy leaves, apparently, like, they didn't even film that. They had to use old footage and, like, splice it together, and they have a different person record his voice to, yes. like, send really? him off. Yeah, because yeah, he that. just left. Like, he didn't finish or anything. Wow. He's just like, see you guys later. Yeah, the storyline was that he, because um, they had that whole thing where the Rangers were turned into kids, and then he turned back yeah. into an adult before the rest of them, and as a result of that, like, he aged rapidly, so he was an old man. <laughs> and then they send him to Aquitar. And then there, the process is reversed. So he's young again, and they they see him through like the viewing globe or whatever, and it's like really like uh, <laughs> staticky and like garbled, and that's where yeah, it's, that's you know, the other guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they just left him on an alien planet. Yeah, too? everyone's just floating around in time and space. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> they're all over the place. It sucks too because they can't really bring them back now. Like hmm. they should, uh, they should bring everybody back for like an episode. That'd be cool. I'd watch it. Well, they kind of did for. Um... They did that, that forever old, red, that forever red thing. Forever they, red, but then they did something else more recently. Yeah, they did like a like a twenty fifth, twentieth anniversary thing where they brought like a bunch of rangers from different. Yeah, but I think together. only like Jason David Frank from Mighty Morphin. Yeah, I don't think any Mighty Morphin. Um, yeah, he was him. the only one. So like all of the rangers were there in costume, and then as they were all walking forward, a few of them took their helmets off. So Jason David Frank was leading them, and then mm-hmm. a few of the other ones were yeah, you know were maskless. But yeah, no one else from Mighty Morphin. Which, by the way, I watched and was effing awesome like if 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 that had happened when i was a kid i would have lost my mind you know like it was cool it was cool now as someone who's almost 30 yeah so uh, forever red was really cool too mm-hmm. that was like the first time i realized power rangers was still in the air someone's like hey did you see this i'm like what the show still exists i mean it's it crazy cool. to think it's still it's been on the air 20 it's never years, really never, no i don't think it stopped ever there is a year where it stopped oh really why um, it's funny, um, and I only learned about this recently. But uh, Disney owned Power Rangers for a while. Oh, really? Like they it was up. It was no, they didn't. They should have kept <laughs> it. Well, it was it was kind of when Disney was really trying hard to capture like boys' market. Mm-hmm. They were, like it was when they were making a new Tron and making you know a yeah. Lone Ranger movie, and they had Power Rangers for a while, and it was airing on Jetix or Di- oh, what was, yes, became yeah. Disney XD, and then like. In like a week after they bought Marvel, they were like, "We don't want this anymore." And they just dumped it. <laughs> they sold it back to Saban. Yeah, Saban bought it back, and then it revitalized. Like so, crazy. there was like a year or so there, bef- like after Disney owned it, but before Saban started it again, that there was no Power Rangers on the air. Huh, that's crazy. But yeah. other than that, pretty much consistently. Well, quite the legacy, and, and that's why we continue to talk about it. Is there anything else that either of you guys wanted to say about the movie? Hmm, the movie's a lot better than any right to be, honestly. Considering all the budget constraints and rushing, and I don't know, I liked it a lot, and I still do. 
Yeah, I mean, we spent an hour and change bashing it, but yeah, I really gen <laughs> genuinely do like it. And whenever I see it on, you know, on TV, scrolling through the channels, I usually will just pop in and watch a couple minutes of it. And it's mm -hmm. it's it's very rewatchable. More maybe more rewatchable than than the show. Oh, definitely more than the show. The show is a little painful to watch. Yeah, you know what? I will say, like it it held my interest for the ninety minutes, and it wasn't. And this is going to sound like <laughs> like like a jerky comment, but like it wasn't any worse than I. Was expected. I mean, it was about what I expected yeah, it, it to be. Exactly. You it's, mean rewatching it? Rewatching it. Yeah. But I will say this: like, um, I I watched Turbo immediately afterwards, like five minutes, and I thought Turbo was like four hours long. I was like, this is so slow and painful. And then I looked, and it's literally one minute longer than the other one, and the other one flew by. So it speaks volumes. Yeah. Needed more skydiving and rollerblading. Yeah. yeah, and fun and Power Rangers. Less weird Jim Henson-y creatures. Yes. Hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes. It was like little known people like, uh, like left over from Masters of the Universe movie. Yeah, real weird. Well, go watch the movie, please. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. I, I can't promise that we'll do another episode, but no, I'll, I'll check okay. it out. At least watch it for your own sake. Let, let me just say that there's an extended chunk of the movie that takes place on a haunted pirate ship. The, the last place you would think that a Power Rangers movie about cars would take well, place. The first half was just almost unwatchable and unbearable. And then the second half, I'm like, all right, you know, there's some weird things going on. But this is kind of cool. Like... It really kicks into gear. You got all these rangers fighting each other. Jason's evil. Kimberly's evil. Like no spoilers. I'm sorry. Uh, it's pretty cool for a 20 year old movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one one quick thing before we go. I was talking about how they all wear their colors before. I noticed like in this movie because like Adam's the Green Ranger and blah blah, and they all have brand new wardrobes. Like what? Like every time they become a new ranger, they go out and replace their clothes. It's the funniest thing in the world to me. That'd be great if they're like Zordon. Can I keep my my color because yeah, I really don't want to afford this. Clothes. Like here's some money. Shut up, <laughs> Alpha. Get them the corporate card. Yeah, Alpha. Get in. Go, <laughs> go go into the time warp and get them some clothes. I have an extra turtleneck. <laughs> anyway, you know what I think would have been amazing. <laughs> Chris is bright red and dying right now. You know what would have been great after they uh, after they returned and they resurrected Zordon? Instead of returning to the time warp, like how amazing would it have been if he just got up and he was and like, left. He, or, left or just went with them? He's like, all right, we're going to Ernie's. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Why would he go back? Oh, yeah. Why did he go back in? I guess he that's how he survives. What? Yeah, Unclear. But that's the thing. Like, I guess I always thought he was... Well, in the new movie, he's trapped in the wall. I guess I always assumed he was trapped in that yep. tube. Same. But now it seems like from the from the Mighty Morphin movie, it's like he like he needs and wants to be in there. Clearly, he can't survive out of it. Yeah, I think that just sustains him. I don't know. Well, We've established this is not canon. Guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, whatever. I don't know. I know. Oh, we never t we didn't talk about Bulk and Skull. Oh yeah, I was gonna bring that up too. Like, uh, what did you want to talk about? Nothing. The only thing that really because they don't have a huge role in the movie. No. They skydive with them. Relief. Yeah, and then they As pop always. up at the end, which was funny to me. So. As we discussed, Ivan turns all of these, you know, the, the parents into these worker drones. And the kids, at first, before they realize what's going on, like, they're happy. Like, they, they have their ooze, they're playing, like, their parents are gone. And Bulk and Skull are, are like, like, they're all at the juice bar, and the kids are running amok, and, like, Bulk and Skull are there, too. But it's like, they're significantly older than, than these not little a, they're kids. They're not parents. But they're not parents. They're, they're like, they were the only teenagers who were there. Left in town. Yeah. Well, there's only seven teenagers in town? Eight? Eight, yeah. That's Six of them are off on uh, Datos yeah. or whatever the planet was called. <laughs> Did you know? Also, I we keep extending Eastern Australia. This. Yeah, but they if you research like um like a uh, skull skulls the skinny one. Yeah, yeah. He uh he applied to be the Red Ranger, and oh, then right. they made him be Skull, and then <clears throat> the Black Ranger was supposed to be the Blue Ranger. Blue Ranger was supposed to be the Red Ranger. Turned the role down because he couldn't handle the stress of being the leader, 
and didn't want like that spot. Yeah, I don't know. And uh, yeah, there's all this stuff. I'm telling you, just go on Wikipedia and there's a Rangerspedia and just, just start going, man. You're going to be in there for hours. It is a dark hole. Well, I mean, um, the guy who ended up being Skull probably ended up with the better end of the deal. He ended up being on the show a lot longer. Oh, that's true. Yeah, the, probably has a lot I better think royalties. St- like, still showing up. So, yeah. Yeah, and he's like a teacher or a professor or something. So, amazing. Anyway, with that being said, well, guys, thank you both very much for coming back to talk more Power <laughs> Anytime. Rangers. Anytime. Thank you to everyone for listening. Just keep punching. Whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> <laughs>